ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. again i want to thank all my listeners from around that world that tune in every week to the raider and the saint podcast i could have done it without you guys it means a lot to me my guests today uh are here as you can see them on video but before i could get to them uh want to give a uh, info about the show if you want to be on the show you want to be an advertiser uh sponsor you can get a hold of me at the raider and the saint at outlook.com that is the raider and the saint at outlook.com uh, once again, I'm going to get right to this episode. These men are very busy out there uh, working the contract, out there negotiating. Uh, my guest today is Secretary Treasurer Eric Jimenez and business agent um, John Antolin from Laguna and Anaheim. What is going on, fellas? Welcome to the show. How's it Thanks, going, man. guys? Thanks for having us on. And ladies. Yeah. Once again, man, it's it's been a long time coming. I'm, I'm happy you guys are here. Um you know, it's just, uh, you know, we, we, we've had some things that that needed to be discussed. And uh, you guys starting your own podcast, I think it was a really good thing. Uh, being being a, a, the podcaster that I am, what I started off was people don't understand that I wanted to do more than just be a driver. And I knew that at a young age. And if you listen from the beginning of my podcast, you, you will get to know the real type of person I was, who I am. And I wanted to do more, and but I knew that if I wanted to do more, I needed to get clean. I needed to get right. I couldn't be here playing a character on the show if I'm trying to help people and do the best of my ability to educate people, no matter what it was. If you're going to college or you're dealing with addiction or you got uh, marital problems, you're having problems at work. Um, real life shit. Yeah, real life shit. And so, you know, when... When uh, I did, I got better, and I started my show. It was about encouragement, and down sometime down the road, when the elections came, uh, it, it, the podcast got stirred a bit. It got turned a bit. It, it went a uh, little ill towards the the members only slate, you know. And I'm here to tell you guys Mem- that members uh, first, members first. My bad, member members yeah. members only. Okay, <laughs> 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 members first slate. So. Um, you know, my job is, you know, to, to to do what's right. And that's why I started this podcast. And, and I have to sit here and humble myself and say, I apologize for the people that I've had on my show that have said some things that might have caused harm or hurt for you guys because you guys do this for a living. 
and it's not right that you got to go home and have to hear a, a podcast somebody say something about you and and now that my show has been around for so many years a lot of people tune in and so i, I want them to understand that that hey i've i've made mistakes too and i'm not perfect and i, I make mistakes all the time well i i mean th just for me bro i i, I want to say look we talked about it kind of a little off the off the the screen whatnot but um, I'll say I want to raise a glass and say cheers to to turning over new leaves, right? Yeah. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I, I think people need to understand that we're fucking people too. I, I spent a lot of years on the truck, just like you. You know what I mean? I spent a lot of years in the warehouse. It was fucking. I, I waited ten years to go full time. I was in that class where it was it was fucked up. Uh, but I, I I honestly just want to raise a glass and say to turning over new leaves. It's time that 952 itself gets on fucking board and if you're not on board like at the end of the day just get out of the way because i think we're doing good things you know uh, in all honesty eric's put us in a fucking amazing place with the ibt with sean o'brien i mean i was there like i said 20 years did i ever meet hoffa no i i think almost all of our membership has had a chance to meet off i mean to meet uh, o'brien multiple times at this point and I, like I said, it really is. It's not about talking shit. I don't need to um, talk shit, even on the people that talk shit on me, to be honest. I'm just a normal guy out here. I'm doing my thing. I'm trying. I'm trying for the membership. And I know Eric's doing the same. Came off the truck right into Secretary Treasurer. Had a lot to learn and just fucking hit the ground running, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all, but, all but that. Cheers. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, well, yeah, cheers to. Cheers. To, Cheers uh, to a new leaf. To uh, turning over a new leaf and and, and just getting everybody on board. I'm drinking water, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking beer because it's my day off. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, just a little bit to that, Steve. Like like John was saying, and and I'll be the first to tell you, you know. Can you guys hear me? I got you. So I mean, j just to kind of give you a heads up, you know, Steve, you don't have to apologize. Um, you know, th that's what our union's about it's, it's about you know um voicing your concerns it's about opinions uh you know uh, yes you have had um some shows where i think uh majority of the the opinions being given were nothing but false facts but hey you know it is what it is you know as as we go on throughout the day i can't focus on the on the f negative facts or the negative you know false facts i guess you would say i can't do that and, and yeah i'm listening uh, sorry I, I, I'm trying no to... no don't even worry about it brother you know, and I need to move forward. The local needs to move forward. Um, you know, a, a lot of st stuff that's been said is is just untrue. And, and I can I, I have hell of a lot of facts to disprove a lot of the stuff that's been said on here. But I think, like you said, you know, turning over a new leaf. It's you know, you got the sideliners, the guys that like to sit on the sideline and say you should have did this, should have did yeah, that. Yeah, Monday morning that. quarterbacks. The, yeah. Or you got the guys that actually stand on the field and and take charge with you you know what i mean and that's where we need to be um you know elections you know get pretty dirty you know what i mean as you could see yeah um you know i, I tried to play a, a decent campaign and i don't think i needed to play a dirty campaign because i mean you know the facts were in front of our members you know what i mean you know between me and you um i mean this local and, and steve you grew up in this local i mean mm -hmm. when's the last time you've seen Sean O'Brien walking to our local probably at least 10 times now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, not just know, that. When, when's the last time you've seen the, the membership meetings packed? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Act out. Man. I mean, you know, our, our, I mean, hell, we had a rally of over a thousand UPSers for Sean to come down. I mean, that was unheard of at local 952. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, practice picketing in front of Anaheim. We were always the quiet building. Laguna was always the quiet building. We were always a quiet local. Like, hey, it's just, mm-hmm. dude, that's, that's not what it is anymore. I mean, you, you know, at UPS specifically, and this is just not UPS, but all our accounts. Um, you know, I mean, you guys see a business agent in Anaheim, what? three or four times a week at least mm-hmm. at least you know what i mean you know you know there's power you know that's power and and as much as you know people will try to spin the positive into negative and you ain't never going to get rid of those guys you're always going to have that very small chunk of people that want to you know just twist the words and, and twist the facts of what's going on um you know we are you know local 952 is you know it, it's a big name in southern california now and mm-hmm. uh, you know you know to the people that just don't want to give credit where credit's due um like john said move out of the way you know what i mean you're not doing anything for the labor movement you're not doing anything for our members you know making myself fail making john antolin fail making john green fail making danny herbert fail making the local fail doesn't doesn't do anything to me doesn't hurt you it hurts us it it hurts our membership it hurts our membership and and rather than saying hey uh i want eric to fail so I can say, ah, ha, ha, I got a point on my on my chalkboard. Ha, ha. You know, all you're, all you're doing is hurting our membership. Get mm-hmm. over that, man. Get over the hatred. You know, mm-hmm. our members mm-hmm. spoke. They voted us in three years ago. They voted us overwhelmingly back in, you know, six, seven months ago, overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. Are we perfect? Hell no. I'll be the first to say we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a lot to learn? Yes, and we'll always be learning. But uh, the one thing I know I give our membership now our stewards and our local staff and leadership is man we're on fire we're on Mm -hmm. fire and we're pushing forward and and we're looking to kill it out there you know what i mean and uh, i'll tell you right now you know across the country people know about local 952 now Mm -hmm. they know what's going on with local 952 they know we're a powerhouse and more than ever our companies know you just can't pick on our members anymore so Mm -hmm. kind of a long rant but like i said no yeah you're right i because I, I I said I said about the rally I said uh, I didn't see too many drivers from Laguna or Anaheim I saw mostly drivers from three nine six and I know a lot of people from three nine six so me I'm I'm more I I look at like it should be fucking all of Anaheim should be here all Laguna should be here you know we, we, we this is you. something more it's important it's our contract yeah. it's only every five years yep. yeah. you know the people that don't show up to meetings once a month at least show up for this yeah. at least yeah. show up for this. And they and they don't, and I was upset about that. And it wasn't to blame you guys, but it was it was like, well, what do we do? What can we do to get them? Because yeah, the picket, I was there. I was the first one there. I asked Bruno. I was the first one there. One of the last ones to leave. I told Bruno. I called him when I got home. I says, whatever you need, we go on strike. You have the four arsenal of the Raider Saint podcast. And he said, yeah, thank you for that. But I says, I, I want to see everyone. There were so many people walking by. I'm like, dude, come out here and and walk for a bit. I think you were walking by with with a couple of the cats. Uh, Jared and I and I walked up. I go, dude, just walk around a couple of times. And everyone was, well, why don't you walking around? I go, dude, I'm a podcaster. I'm here promoting. I'm posting my shit and trying to get it out there for the for the public to hear. One of my podcasts when I was out in Palmdale, ninety point seven, Working Voices, a segment they have every Friday at ten a.m. Used a segment from when I was out there when uh, and That's and Palmdale cool, when Amazon they went on their picketing to go on strike. So those type of things, you know, I'm I'm trying to. I want what you guys want. I want our union to be strong. You know, I've yeah. always grown up with uh, my brother being from 396, you know, rest in peace, picture of him right yeah, there. Rest in peace, brother. And, yeah. uh, you know, my boy, Terry Diggs. 
And we've, you know, I've always been in, in touch with 396 for a very long time. And so I've always seen, like, their – I talk about all the time, dude, their, their, their strength and numbers and they all – they're all their, – their, their unity and solidarity, everything they come and bring together – and I just Man, uh, that's what I want. Tickets, yeah. Bro. Yeah. We, we the one up. with the low rider. I had to call Terry. I go, bro, yeah. that was sick. Yeah. I go, that was I seen. I said, man, why could we do something? I'll tell you right now. Dig, there, there's there's no there's no reason why we can't. Do exactly. That. And, and, and I'll be honest, you know, and especially now under the new leadership of Victor Monero. So there as secretary treasurer, you know, you know, that local's going to keep moving forward. You know, they've been a very long uh entrenched standing local with power um you know with their membership being involved um you know they've always uh strived to getting the membership involved getting their stewards involved uh they've always strived to make sure that everybody knew they were teamsters out there in la especially at ups you know i mean you know they have eight nine thousand more upsers than we do i mean they oh, yeah, pretty much true. run i mean we have about two thousand but i mean like i said it's not merely a why can't we do that it's just when can we do that you mm -hmm. know and you know that's been a lot you know that local has been like i said a long entrenched local now mm -hmm. they were over the years they've always been yeah. willing to bring their you know their membership in you know our local you know we're very diverse in, you know our, our local prior to stepping in here i mean you know like i said we never really pulled our membership and i mean it took you know, it, it took quite a long time for us to finally change our meetings to Saturdays so people could actually come and attend. And I remember when I changed it, you know, people were like, well, why? Why do you want to change it? That's more, you know, that's that's going to be more reason for people to come down and, and question you and get on the microphone. You're just giving them more time to bitch at you. That's my job. That's his job. That's John's job. You know what I mean? Sometimes our members are going to pat us on the back and say, good job. Sometimes they're going to kick us in the ass and say, what's going on? And it's our job mm -hmm. to, to address those concerns. You know, you don't step in the kitchen without knowing that you're going to get burnt from time to time. And that's just goes with the game. But um, it makes us better. Yeah, I, but I'll be honest. It you know, getting to getting to where 396 is, is a very it's a achievable goal for us. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? And I'm proud of what's happened over three years. You know, I mean, like I said, mm -hmm. you know, there ain't less than 150 mm -hmm. people at our general membership meetings, mm -hmm. you know, and I, you know, nowadays, um, you know, when we do have, you know, some hard fights, you know, our members show up when they need to show up, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but again, you know, uh, I think, you know, getting to where 396 is, is an achievable goal. Mm -hmm. It's just our members need to stop looking and saying, hey, Eric, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Hey, John, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Hey, John Green, what are you going to do? It's more of what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You put your trust and your hope that I'll lead you down the right road. But I can't march up that hill alone yeah. by myself. I got I, I got you guys, get you guys behind me, you know, and, and from small things of, dude, wear a Teamster jacket, man. Mm -hmm. Put a Teamster jacket on. Let the company mm -hmm. know you're proud to be a Teamster, you know. Um, I always but, thought you had to but, be like a, like a shop steward. No, like you know what I mean? You know, put a sticker on, Shit, on your lunch. Get one. Yeah, put a sticker <laughs> on your lunch pail. You know what I mean, dude? Freaking be proud. You know what I mean? When you see your union representatives, you know what I mean, dude? Hey, what's up, bro? How have you been? Thanks for everything you're doing. You know what I mean? This and that. Don't look and be like, ah, here comes my, here comes the the fucking union. You know what I mean? No, this is your union, bro. You know what I mean? And we do. We wake up every morning. Um, you know, or at least I do, and I know my staff does, and I, and I know the stewards and do. You know, we wake up every morning. We have one thing on our mind: is how do we better our memberships lives whether it's enforcing the contract whether it's negotiating a good contract whether it's putting the company in its place of hey you know screw you don't treat our membership like this or whether it's having a picnic for our members or a christmas meeting for a christmas meeting for our members that's how you build solidarity that's how you mm -hmm. build positivity and although like i said there's going to be negative things here and there mm -hmm. dude shove the negativity to the side our members want positive stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I if agree. we don't do keep 
focusing on the positive. Um, you know what? Hey, I could say, wow, it's a pretty gloomy day today. You know what, dude? I'm breathing. I'm above grass. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm hanging out. I'm on the radar of the same podcast right now. Mm -hmm. I could be doing a lot worse in my life right now. But you yeah. know what? Look at the good things about it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Look at the good things that are in front of you. They, they seem to just cherry, like, just really, they're real picky, you know? Well, like, I know you I knew you guys were having a picnic, and I had a prior, uh, prior uh, things to do, uh, but... You know, I hear, I hear, oh, you hear about the picnic. Nothing was posted. I didn't see nothing posted by the center. And, like, they get all butter because it's like they don't. I says, well, go to the meetings. Get involved. Like, everybody wants to be spoon-fed. And go, going now to the contract, like, everyone <laughs> wants happens. to know the latest updates. And they want, like, dude, we got over, like you said, 2,000 members. We got we to gotta call it. And, like, how are we going to do that? That's where we have meetings. We have uh, social medias and, and we have these things. But everyone wants to like just be like fed like a little baby bird yeah agree, and, and i hear you know that the culture needs to change and i think slowly but surely it's changing you know um you know i was i was with john what about a week and a half two weeks ago in laguna we gave an update on a tuesday mm -hmm. uh, we uh, gave an up tuesday meetings yeah Te yeah teamster tuesday on uh, you know that they have in laguna i gave an update in person mm -hmm. at anaheim where we pulled everybody in and it was mm -hmm. it was awesome you know what i mean me coming from anaheim mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now, dude, it was awesome to see, you know, 70, 80, 100 drivers around a circle mm -hmm. with management standing behind us taking pictures. Go ahead, take pictures. I don't give a shit, dude. These are my brothers and sisters, dude. This is who I've been mm -hmm. uh, given the opportunity to lead. Um, and dude, management, you ain't going to scare me, dude. This mm -hmm. is our building. Like mm -hmm. Sean O'Brien said, little does UPS know, we run the, the company. Yeah, I remember that one time I yeah. came in, you were yelling at Liz. Yeah, <laughs> and then somebody to... was walking you around, and you're—I remember—I just came in, and you're walking around. I go, "What's he doing?" He go, "Oh, he's calming him down because uh, he was—he oh, got into it with Liz." Oh, that's yeah. That was the day that they were trying to pick on a couple of my students. Yeah, I remember me. that. I was yeah. like, "Damn!" I go, "I go." I hope one one of these days I won't have to use him, but if I do, I hope he comes in like that. Yeah, I mean, you know <laughs> what? Just... I'll tell you the one thing I hate more than anything is disrespect to my members. Mm -hmm. You disrespect my members. You're going to get an earful from us, you know what I mean? But uh, like I said, yeah, you know, it, it, we can be where a majority of the locals are, and we are. We're doing mm -hmm. a hell of a lot. Um, people can cherry pick all the bad stuff that's happened or what they think is bad. But, mm -hmm. you know, fact, like I said, guys, facts speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And Best, at the end of the day, yeah. I, I will say that Eric, Eric's right. Like, we're not perfect. And one of the things that, you know, I think that it, those of, you know, of your listeners that don't know, obviously, we have a podcast as well. Myself and George, he's off screen, but and Sawas. Um, but one of the things that I think that we've tried to do there, and we've had Mark Davison on, we've had Victor Moneros on, and some big names within the Teamsters, but the, and Carlos Schumann. The, these people are people at the end of the day. And I think sometimes in elections and sometimes in Put the mic politics and shit, um, like we forget that. You know what I mean? We forget that people are people. People have their own fucking problems. And um, it, it's tough. You know, I, I think the, the job that Eric does with just like the involvement and, and changing that culture has been looks like an insurmountable task. It really does, especially at UPS, because I came out of there. So to me, it's like I want so bad for fucking that hall to be filled with fucking UPSers so bad, dude. I, it's I, I mean, I, if I could fucking force them and pick everybody up and you know give everybody a ride over there i would I, I to me it's uh it's a big thing changing culture is hard and it doesn't happen overnight like we were saying 
but Eric has got the ball rolling and I think he's put some good people in place. Um, and we're doing it, dude. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you guys are right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always in a hurry. And I think that's because I've been a driver for so many years. It's always been go, 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 go. Reward, 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 reward. You know, you bust your ass all day, get off by five thirty, six, six thirty, and you get home, reward yourself with a beer, or you barbecue a steak for the family, you hang out. And so, you know, you, you you want things to happen quick. You know, you want things to, to get there there and I have to realize that my podcast didn't start that way. And I had to realize that when I went to college it didn't start that way. It started it just take it one day at a time and you'll get there. There's no rush. And I think because I've been a driver for for so many years, uh, what am I working on? It's right ingrained now? with yeah. it's ingrained. Yeah, in where I want to go, 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 go. And so this podcast has helped me a lot to calm down, take it one week at a time. You know, I wanted to try to do two podcasts a week, and it was just too much. <laughs> trying to get people on, and then you got to do research on them, and make sure. You, and then you just it was just too. So I went back to one a week. That way, it gives me a, at least a week. You know, I have my calendar where I could schedule a month in advance. Uh, for certain people like bigwig so I, I have different things that 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 I, i've i've learned and and from this podcast and one thing is uh you know uh we just take it one day at a time yeah you're I breathing bro it. we're breathing we're above grass man we're a hell of a lot better than some people are doing out yeah. there right now i mean so can't complain and we're fucking teamsters yeah. yeah 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 that's one thing terry told me too he goes we're uh we're teamsters and, and i would tell him stories i would tell him stories yeah about what certain people tell me and this is different things. And he tells me, he goes, what the fuck? He goes, that ain't a fucking teamster right there. That don't sound like a union member right there. Yeah. And then I have to uh, and then I hang up with them and I have to go in the room and kick back. And then I'll, I'll be thinking about it, thinking about it. And then I'm like, fuck, yeah, he's right. You know, like, fuck, he's right. Like, okay. And because I'm constantly learning too. I've been a teamster for 25 years, but I'm constantly learning and, and becoming you know uh what what you know our ancestors who started the teamsters wanted it to be and so it, it's just it's about growth and it's about education but also staying involved we got to stay involved and and one thing that i'm happy that I, I have this podcast is i'm able to stay involved but you know i have to make sure that i i get the right people to uh you know that uh you know put me in the right direction you know you could shrink them down so what do you guys think, man? So what's going on with this contract, man? Well, I, I mean, uh, so I had an uh, updated meeting with our stewards yesterday, and I'll kind of give you a rundown of exactly what I told them. Obviously, the big news is UPS uh, called up UPS, um, sorry, called up Sean O'Brien, called up the Teamsters and said, hey, we want to be back at the table come this week. Um, I think it's a good sign. You know, we've been across the country. You've been seeing a lot of pressure put on this company over the last couple of weeks. Practice picketing. Um, you know, we've been on a bunch of news channels. Uh, you know, really, really getting the message out for the working people of UPS, our drivers, our part timers, our feeders, letting them know what you guys do every day. I mean, again, I came out of UPS for 20 years, so I know what you guys do. Um, and although I'm out of the chuck right now, I went through my peak seasons. I went through my summers. Um, I, I was a preloader for four and a half years. I was an air driver. I had to go through management. I went through all the, the pressure that they gave us. And no doubt, you know, UPSers deserve a fair contract. I mean, as I've been saying, is a record-breaking profits 
equal a record-breaking contract. And, and that's just um, what we're looking for. So, again, you know, them calling us back to the table, you know, us putting pressure on, you know, over the last 20 years, but specifically over the last five years, you know, I've heard our drivers say, man, you know, this company treats us like shit. You know, they don't care about us. You know, they don't care if I have to be in to go to my kid's baseball game. Uh, you know, they constantly are just pushing us to the side. You know, somebody dies, throw somebody else in that fucking chair in that driver truck and get the packages out. You know, part-timers, you know, treat them like shit. You know, um, you know they, they don't know their rights first coming in. But, you know, you know, moving forward now, it's like, you know, we have a general president... Um, and to be honest with you, a union as a whole, because, you know, a strong international is built by strong locals and strong local leaderships and strong membership. And we finally gave Sean the tools and he's finally a general president that said, hey, all right, guys, I've heard a lot over the last couple of years. I'm going to take this company on. I'm going to go the full 12 rounds. I'm going to go the full length of the field. And you know what? I, I think it's a breath of fresh air. We're finally putting a company like UPS, who has gotten away with murder mm -hmm. for the last couple of years, um, and mm -hmm. specifically through the pandemic, but even over the last couple of contracts, um, we have a general president that's now looking and saying, hey, I'm taking you on. We're going to war. Mm -hmm. And here's the line in the sand. I dare you to cross it. And now we can't take those tools away from our general president, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, we're so far in. Um, I think the company knows what's coming down the pipe. I think they know if they don't give us a fair contract, our members are unified enough to strike them. Do we want to strike? Nobody wants to strike. Everybody wants to make a paycheck. Everybody wants to work, but no different than anything else in your life. When you get threatened, when you get pushed around, you have to stand up for yourself. And at some point, you know, like Sean says, you know, you could be walking down the street. You can avoid that bully that steals your lunch money every single day and take the extra mile hike around. But at some point, you're going to have to walk down that street and you're going to have to tell that bully, you're not taking my, you're not taking my lunch money this time. And me and you are going to throw hooks. We're going to throw our fists up or you're going to let me walk by. Want, something's going to happen, but I'm not taking the path of least resistance anymore. And, and that's where we're at today. So, um, you know, going back... Tuesday, you know, the committee has been called back on Tuesday. You know, we have about six days from that day to try to get a contract. Um, you know, we were, were fighting tooth and nail for you guys to get a decent contract, mm -hmm. to get a, a good contract that addresses all members, all members' needs, mm -hmm. not just here and there. They're not going to cherry pick. Um, and, and we'll see what goes on from there. But if we don't get a contract by July 31st that suits the needs of our members or that we feel we can present to our members and get it passed because it's a fair contract then guess what ups is going to strike themselves they made guys they made a hundred billion dollars last year a hundred billion 13.7 uh you know in profit, in profit. profit yeah. that's after they paid for brand new trucks paid workman's comp paid everybody their salaries paid all the bills including stocks and all that stuff they still had 13.7 billion to just say hey put that away for a rainy day fund and that, that's that's a huge chunk of money that was made off of our members' backs, our members' knees, the sweat, um, missing their family, going into an epidemic, you know, a pandemic. Yeah, in danger. Yeah, going into a pandemic of like, hey, guess what? When everybody was being told, hey, guess what? You guys get to stay home. Uh, make sure you protect, you lock your doors, close your windows, wear a face mask. Uh, you know, our members, not just at UPS, but grocery, liquor, beverage, Teamsters as a whole across the country were told, 
you don't get to stay home. Your your service mm-hmm. is, is going to keep the, yeah is essential. It's going to keep this world running. And although we know you're scared for your family and you're scared for your lives, which again we dude rest rest in peace to your brother. You know what I mean? Um, you know nobody nobody you know the government didn't say hey you guys can stay home too. And our memories, although yeah we were concerned and although we voiced um, you know our our concerns and and rightfully so we were pissed off. Guess what Teamsters did? They put their boots up, mm-hmm. they strapped them down, they put their uniforms on, and they went out there and they delivered the world mm-hmm. for freaking till this day, till this day. Yeah. And honestly, dude, grocery workers working 22 hours a day to load trucks, our truckers getting their hour violations waived by the government so they could drive to get, you know, to get people their food. You know, um, liquor companies, beverage companies were delivering water rather than their normal deliveries to get people water, you know what I mean? UPSers delivered everything. Nobody wanted to go out and, and buy anything anymore <laughs> in the grocery store because nobody knew what, what COVID was. Everything went online, and you guys went to a, a freaking two-year peak season. And, and it's still there, you know what I mean? Peak so, during summer, that shit um, sucks. You know, back to square A, the question of what's going on, all what I just said mm. points to a great contract for UPS, yeah. and UPS needs to give it to you guys. Um, and now it's not time to say, well, what should we do? You know, hey, we're going to play smart. We're going to play uh, strategic. But at the end of the day, UPS, if they want to go in the ring for 12 rounds, you're going to get knocked out by the Teamsters, and that's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and our members need to understand that they need to stand there. They need to fight. They need to put up their hands with us, and they need to say, bring it on. Because guess what? When we put our hands in our pockets and those trucks aren't driving and those part-timers aren't loading those trucks you guys are losing millions a day billions, billions. a week um don't lose the millions don't lose the billions pay your workers a fair wage mm-hmm. pay them mm-hmm. health care pension uh pay our part-timers per, you know work rules give us great work rules so um we'll see like i said we'll see yeah i think one thing that that brings concern to members um, the people i've talked to people have been on the show is that they 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 call it, they still call it a brownout. They call it, why do we have to sign NDAs? And one thing that I've said, I says, hey, these people are appointed. They've been avoid, voted in. There's people that are economicists that that get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to look at the economy and be able to come up with the highest paid wages for people. I go, it's a numbers game. It's like it's like um, remember uh, uh, Matt Damon? What's that movie? Deer hunt. Deer was it? Uh, Honey, deer hunting, the deer hunter, the deer hunter, when he will hunt, good will hunting, good will hunting. something hunting, oh, yeah, 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 something hunting, huh. and so he's walking by and he solves the problem on the chalkboard oh, yeah, and like yeah. how do he solve it? He was a janitor, you know. It's it's one of those things where we we have to trust them, you know. Like this is what they what they do. We still have that option. They bring it back to us. We still have two weeks, you know, to have our meetings and be able to vote, vote yes or no. You know, it's, it's not like they're going to shove it down our throat like the past, right? Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, we all remember 2018, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to admit that I was one of the ones that voted no, and I was fairly vocal about it. You know what I mean? Uh, and to the it, point it, to where it got the, shoved down our throat. To the point to where the past administration didn't like you for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely <laughs> got talked to, and, you know, the people who talked to me know who they are. They, you know, I, I, I got talked to about, well, why are you telling people to vote no? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? To me, it was like, look, I, I read what was out there. And, and what was weird, too, in regard to what you were saying about the brownout, 
is that like I feel like now we have more fucking communication, more uh, just information than we've ever had before, and we still are saying that there's a brownout. I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't understand it. Before it seemed like when we went, and I've been through, you know, 20 years, I've been through four contracts, five contracts actually. When I came in, there was a new one. So to me, it was like. I'm getting more information. People are, you know, I have the, the meetings at Laguna Teamster Tuesday, try to get these guys involved and informed. You know, um, we have the, the app. It gives us all, I mean, all the TAs are on the fucking app. Like we have more information now than I feel like we've ever had. And right now we're being told that there's a fucking brownout. I don't, I don't get it. I just, that's just me. Yeah. You know, let me touch a little base on that too, Steve, because I mean, you just said it, the app. So while we're talking, I pulled up the Teamsters app. Teamsters yeah. app. Right at the top, it says current contract TAs. I press on that. It says tap here to see the highlights and TAs uh, documents. There is a list of four pages that goes through every single TA we have reached and everything we've agreed upon in the national contract so far. So, yeah, like I said, we, I mean, th- that's right on our app. Now, what app? What app is that? I don't have that one. This, this is you the don't te- have the Teamsters. You I have the Teamsters app? app. I'll show you, but I've never seen that. So there's one. The old one was, I think, uh, UPS Rising. UPS Rising. Yeah. That one's gone. This one's called UPS Teamsters. I think. Yeah. I have you one. click on it, and it shows you oh. every single TA that we have in the national contract. Really? Sean has had two or three. Absolutely every yeah. single. Sean, I don't think I've seen that. Sean Maybe has I didn't had, find it. Yeah. When did that get posted? Uh, it's been posted for yeah. a while, you know what I mean. And we—I know he's gone over it. I've been on the phone listening yeah. to him. Okay, so you've had the web, yeah. you know, you've had the, the webinars, webinars. yeah, um, that have that they have um, put on. Um, let's let's not forget either, guys. We have rank and file members. This is the first time we've ever had rank and file members from different locals sit in negotiations. Now, for us, we had two stewards. That two rank and file members that went into the Southwest negotiations, um, obviously, and, and I know people are going to say, "Well, why not in national?" There's over a hundred locals that that touch UPS. Mm-hmm. Imagine having two or three. We'd have three hundred, you know, rank and file. It's just not doable. But we have little rank and file members that sit in our room with us and and hear everything we're talking about. There, there's nothing more transparent than that than your steward being able to go back to your yard and saying, "Hey, that's not true. I sat in the room." with sean o'brien he asked us questions and and this is what we came to an agreement on so actual uh, feeder drivers feeder actual drivers part-timers, you know part-timers drivers comboed people so the brownout thing you know what i mean it's just you know if a brownout is hey and it's happened people will be like well eric you know why aren't we knowing and and just like i did with you right now steve i show them the app and they're like oh dude i didn't know that so and then I no, showed I didn't, him. Yeah, I didn't see the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. I've heard all, all the tentative agreements, yeah, so, but I didn't know it. But you know, copy. because they didn't know that was out there, or because they've been told by somebody, "Oh, it's a brownout." They're like, "Oh, yeah, we're getting a brownout." But then you bring the light and the education to them. They're like, well, "Fuck, I didn't know that. I didn't know we had an app that tells us everything. I didn't know Sean's did three webinars. I didn't know John does Teamster Tuesdays at Laguna. I didn't know Eric was in the yard two times giving updates on this." I didn't know we had rank and file members on there. You know, um, now, obviously, to the NDA, you know, and I will be, there is. Um, there's information, guys, and this is not just in UPS. This is a long-standing practice of negotiations. You go into a fight with a company, and this is the best way I put it. 
when we stormed the beaches of Normandy in World War II, America didn't call up Germany and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, and this is the time we're landing. No, you go in there with, with the intent strategically to win the best contract you can for a company. Wait, our military doesn't give away all of our plans? Yeah, apparently they, they you know, they, <laughs> apparently, you know, that some people think, but it's nothing about a brownout, guys. It's literally we need to be able to hammer the company and surprise attack them with things that our members are asking for. And we, like a game of not checkers, a game of chess, we have to move our things around so when we drop shit on the company's table, they're like, fuck. Like, how do we argue out of getting out of this one? Well, we've put our plan together so well that these people, the company's like, shit, how are we going to argue out of this? Well, guess what? When it goes up on Facebook two days prior because it was leaked and the company gets something dropped on their table and they're like, hey, we've had two days to combat this or to figure out what we're going to say to you to the reasons why we don't need to give you this stuff. And then we look and say, well, how did you know this? And they're like, Facebook gave it to us. Oh yeah, your your member. Your member on Facebook. Th- that one negative member that don't like you. Um, he told us everything you're going to do. It's just you know what I mean. It is, and 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 that's the second prong of it. You know, the second answer to this question. You know, yeah. Steve is is trust. Yeah. We gotta trust each other. We gotta trust each other. The union isn't the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. We're your representatives. And if we're voted doing something wrong, yeah, we're voted in representative. And if we're doing something wrong, approach us. Ask us what's going on. If it gets to the point where we're so bad, vote us out. Vote us out. It happens all the time. But we can't walk on eggshells every day thinking, what is our union doing to us? Are they, what, what are they possibly doing to screw us over? No, we're not doing anything to screw you over. You have to have some trust in us and say, hey, you know what? What they've given me in terms of information and the fact that they have you know, rank and file on the committees and the fact that Sean's did webinars... That's good enough for me to trust them. And I'm going to trust them 110% to get me the best contract. And then when I get to vote on it, I'll read it for myself and I'll decide myself if it's the best thing. And if it's not the best thing, vote it down. You still got to vote. If it is the best thing, vote it in. But this whole entire separation of union leadership and union members needs to end. It needs to end. It's no different than a football team. When you're all when you're all on a football team, you're working with each other within that team to get to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. to win that trophy. It's not like the offensive player going, yeah. oh, "I need a defensive yeah. scheme. What are they going to run?" Yeah, yeah. No, I like, mean, exactly. Don't worry about us. Yeah. We'll worry about Dude, you. Every every piston pumps. The machine's going to run correctly. But if we keep relying on our, our keep you know seeing the ghost that oh the union's bad, uh, are they really doing what's best for us? Get over that. Get over that. There's plenty of ways to call us out and to be able to put us in our place and and plenty of safeguards to be able to see what we're doing for you guys. I mean, how the Teamsters have the government looking at us to make sure we're doing good for you guys. But our members really need to to turn that and say, hey, hell yeah, I trust my my union leaders. I put them there. I can take them out. Um, At the same time, they negotiate for me. I gave them my concerns as to what I wanted to take to the table. I got to have a little bit of trust. I got to have a little bit of trust, you know, in that. Just like, a, like a, again, a football game. You trust that coach to take you in to the Super Bowl to win that ring. But if you have the whole team walking in on the day of the Super Bowl 
and saying, well, dude, I don't know if the coach is going to do the right thing. Hey, guys, let's, you know, let's have a coup right before the game. Oh, dude, you're fucking guaranteed to lose. You know what I mean? We got to get over that, guys. So, again, uh, you know, that, that's my answer to kind of the brownout. There ain't no brownout. We've given more information away, Steve, than we've ever given before. Sean has been on podcasts. We've done, you know, TAs on, on you know, on the app. Um, I've been in the yards plenty of times. Um, you, there's just so many sources of information out there. You're going to have to, and I'll be honest, you're going to have to do some of the homework yourself. You're going to have to go on these apps. I, you know, I would love to hit every one of our members one-on-one. It's just not doable as much as the business agents get out there. Like I said, I just updated all the stewards from Local 952 yesterday. Their job as stewards is to go out there and say, hey, we just had a, a, um, an updated webinar with Eric. This is what he told us. And here's the information I'm giving you. And, and I would ask, and I know my stewards are, they have the integrity to not go twist what I said to them and then tell people what it really was. Dude, guess what, guys? We're all on a team. Us, us not trusting each other or us not fighting for the same goal, although some of us may have difference of opinion how to get to that goal, which that's democracy, man. That's the team. <laughs> we all figure out. But if we all, at the end of the day, say, hey, that's the goal over there, however we get to it, let's do it. Dude, we're going to be a powerhouse, you know what I mean? So, you and, know, and handling issues, you know, one one uh, an analogy that that Mark Davison had brought up on my show, and I, I loved it, is that we, at the end of the day, we are a family. Do we have disagreements? Yes, but there is a play, a time and a place for those disagreements. There really is, and it's in house. It's in house. Uh, we should, you know, I, I do take issue with with net bangers. And with people that want to get on the internet and spread all our business everywhere and tell everybody that, you know, this and this and that, or want to talk to management about, you know, our issues and that our, our problems need to be resolved at the dinner table. And when we go outside, we need to be a united front because, you know, I, and I thank you, Eric, but I, you know, he's given me the opportunity to, to be in the negotiations in the Southwest and in the West and the company comes in fucking united. You know, when we sit in a panel or when we have negotiations, only one person is allowed to talk. That's their their leader, right? That's the guy that they they have put all their chips behind and they understand. They go in their room and they, they all discuss and they all do their thing. But when they come out, they come out united. And it's a problem with us. And politics plays an issue in it for sure. And I understand that. But like I said, issues need to be resolved at the dinner table, in-house and then when we go out and people see our face, when we're out there on fucking Facebook and Instagram and this and this and that, we need to be united. Hey, proud Teamster right here, supporting Sean O'Brien to get the best fucking contract. That's what it needs to be. If you have issues and you want to, you know, shoot off some proposals, and that's another thing I kind of have an issue with is people that have complaints but never took the time to put in a proposal, proposal yeah. or never have gone to a meeting and, and discussed any of this stuff. That all that stuff should be done in house, so that we show a united fucking front. That that is what it is. At the end of the day, Eric was voted in, and you know whether you like him or not, he's in there. And that's like saying that, look, if whether I voted for Biden or not, do I want him to fail? Fuck no. Why? Because that's my country, right? And this yeah. is your union. And do you want to see the Teamsters fall apart because you don't like the guy that's in power right now? That That's detrimental to your, your pension, your health care, all that stuff. And 
we are way too open with our issues and problems as far as in the public eye. Those really should be handled in-house. That, that, that's all. And, and some of this you stuff, know. You, know, you know, again, you know, we, we do it to ourselves. You know what I mean? And, and John's right. We're family. You know, I'll give you an example. I grew up with five brothers, one younger, four older, oh, six shit. boys. My mom had no, no girls, so wow. we didn't get to see that part of a family. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, five boys. Dude, me and my, all, I think all my, me and my brothers have at some point in our lives walked outside and fist fought, fist fought each other. Um, or all of us were beating the shit out of each other at some point. But I never walked out of the door and told the world that my brother was a piece of shit for why we fought. At the end of the day, two hours later, if we were walking down the street and somebody had something to say about one of my brothers, all of us jumped in to say, fuck you, we're a family. And two hours earlier, we were beating the shit out of you. But that's just the way things are. I mean, think about it. you got some people right now out there saying, no matter what, vote no. Vote no because the leadership's not doing their job. You have no clue what's even going on. And, and, all, and, and that's a good point. You know, Steve. Most of these people, um, and, and I was one of them. I'll, I'll be the first to admit I was one of them. And I've had to learn a lot over the last three years. Um, I was involved for 20-plus years, so I kind of knew the lay of the land. But now being in the shoes that I'm in, um, I had to learn a lot. But I'll tell you right now, you know, most of these people that want to spew hatred towards the union, most of these people that are Teamsters, they're, carry, they're card-carrying Teamsters and want to tell the world that we're a shitty union, we're corrupt, we're fucking weak. Um, most of these people have never been a shop steward. They've never came to our membership meetings. They've never been in the process of trying to put proposals together. They've never been in the process of negotiations. They've never had a example right now. They've never had the, the opportunity of having 350,000 lives in their hands mm -hmm. and making the toughest choices to make sure that our members are taken care of. Mm -hmm. And those choices of do we strike and affect our members livelihoods in terms of money health care their families their children we don't know everybody's do we affect them or do we make do, do we have to get good deals to try to keep these people on work but at the same time saying we took the company of everything we asked for you know they've never been in those situations so it's easy to really say hey sean's doing the wrong thing john's doing the wrong thing eric's doing the wrong thing but it's like what have you done to help us what have you done to make sure that we're doing the right thing. Have you ever showed up to a meeting? Have you ever said, hey, Eric, you know, this is what I think you should do instead? No, they don't do that. It's just purely, and it's unfortunate because in my history, I've seen the negativity of our own members be used against our very union. Dude, every day we're trying to organize non-Teamsters you know, non -teamsters out there, trying to make their lives better. And guess what? When the company says, well, hey, guys, don't join the Teamsters, don't vote the team. Look, I have a post from yeah. Facebook from one of their members that yeah, says they're that, shit. That say that they're yeah. shit. And then you look at it and you're like, dude, guy's never been involved in his life, but no matter what we do, it's one of those things that's like, hey, I can give you $100, but because it's in 20s, oh, fuck that. He did it wrong. He gave me 520s. I wanted a crisp $100 bill. It's and never like, satisfying. Those never satisfied. And then you say, well, what is it you want? You know, what is it you want in your contract? What is it that we can do to make your livelihoods better? And, and like, you know, like the dude from Austin Powers, one billion dollars. <laughs> it's like yeah. this is this this is no joke. 
Yeah. Uh, are negotiating contracts, running a union, our members' livelihoods out there yeah. is no joke. This isn't this isn't a game of of Candyland or Monopoly, man. This these are people's lives, and we have to take that into our consideration every single day. And sometimes the the choices are really fucking hard, man. They are, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, get behind us and help us help you. Don't just sit there and no matter what we do, say, oh, yep, you're a piece of shit. Yep, you're a piece of shit. No matter what you do, you're a piece of shit. And then if somebody, you know, if we do something right, they'll pick the smallest thing out of it. Oh, yeah. Best, I mean, because look at it, Steve. No joke, in Local 952 since we've taken over, best contracts in Local 952 history. Just ask the CBS guys. And Dude, the Albertsons started guys out with Albertsons. OCTA. Started out with Coca-Cola. <laughs> started out with OCTA. Started out with, you know, um, like I said, Albertsons. Um, I mean, literally start. We have the best contracts ever negotiated. But somehow there's one or two people that just want to say, hey, you, we asked for 10 things and you got nine of them. But because you didn't get that one, it's not like a, hey, good, you got nine dude we did it and we'll get that one later on one day mm-hmm. it's oh we got nine but because you didn't get that one you're a failure dude get that out of your head that's not and that's what i'm saying nobody knows going into negotiations or nobody knows what it is to sit down with a company you don't you just can't have that mentality of like well if we don't get all 10 things then guess what then it's a failure no you have to be able to look at the membership and say hey the nine things we got are were your top 10 nine things and the one thing was you guys wanted to be able to wear Hawaiian shirts during summer. Are you really going to strike over Hawaiian shirts during summer? Probably not. So, I mean, like I said, a lot of the, mm-hmm. the negativity. But the brownout, yeah, man, you know, it just, it, it's a sad it's thing. It's a far reach. Yeah, it is. In my <laughs> opinion. No, Especially I, I, considering well, yeah. where we came from. No, I've had people on my show, and we've, we've talked about it. I've talked to people over the phone about it, and, and I have to disagree. I think, I think it's, it's been very wide, wide open, you know, but they want the, the – the, the writing within the writing, they want to. Oh, if they they're really not be in the there, room. or if they don't have a microphone that that yeah, they want to hear all the negotiations yeah, you're and every out. single yeah, then we're not yeah. we're not being transparent. I it's mean, like, you literally had walk Sean walk into Anaheim the other day mm-hmm. and was talking to people. Hey, how's it going, man? People were asking him questions. He was answering, them. and then he you know he went as far as saying, Hey, dude, what's it going to take to get this deal done? Mm-hmm. Dude, if we go back to the table, what is it going to take, guys? What do I need to take back to the table to get the... I mean, dude, when have you ever had a general president... I mean, in the last week, New Jersey, freaking Atlanta, California. And and luckily, like I said, you know, he came out to California for a a rally at 396. And, and, you know, with the relationship that Local 952 has, you know, it was thrown out. Hey, guess what? We got, you know, dude, I want to hit 952 also. Boom. You know, I mean, you know, give give some credit. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you give credit where credit's due, and like I said, I mean, you look at the world right now as where we're sitting. I could find a million negative things in this backyard, mm. and and a, and a million. But you know what, dude? Like I said, I'm sitting here with a bunch of teamsters. I'm breathing. The wind's blowing on my face. I'm above grass. I got so much more positive to look at than freaking negative. And if you're gonna constantly bash the teamsters and constantly bash the union and what we do and what the involved members do and our stewards do on an everyday basis dude dude stand on the sideline man dude are you know what better yet take a withdrawal card get the fuck out of the union and go hire go jump in with management and when i say that i don't mean hey we can't have difference of opinion but there's a difference between like well eric guess what dude you know i think our wages should be here and we could have kicked it up a little bit compared to no matter what we get you like so no matter what we get you 
it's a negative. The union sucks. The Teamsters suck. Sean O'Brien sucks. Freaking, you know, we hate, I hate the union. Well, guess what, dude? Like I said, take a withdrawal or get out of here, dude. You don't, you can't go play for the Dodgers and openly say, well, fuck Dave Roberts and fuck the rest <laughs> of my teammates. What do you think is going to happen, dude? They're going to kick you off the fucking Dodgers, dude. You can't go, you know, be part of a car club and say, yeah, dude, you know, I, I you know, I'm part of this car club, but we have the shittiest cars. Fucking, they're the, mm-hmm. you know, they're beaters. You know, I mean, dude, at some point it's like, man, like enough's enough. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, get over it. Um, you know what I mean? Go join management if that's what if you want I to be on the. Union. We've all been around those people too, and you know, and just in in a work life setting, and I'm, I'm I won't say any names, but you know, there's been some guys in our center, um, in Tustin Center that I've met over the past, and you know, maybe since retired or whatever, but just really negative, and you you start to feed off that negativity. You you actually actually, in my opinion, you kind of absorb that energy, you know, from those people that you surround yourself with, and if you get you know, say you, you, there's a driver, you talk to him every morning, you go, he's, he's in the truck next to you. And every morning he's just like fucking load is shit. Fuck this. And, this, and it kind of puts you in a bad mood. You're like, yeah, my load is shit. Like, I don't fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it, it kind of plays into that. You know, we got to stop feeding ourselves with that negativity and, and take the time to, to really look like Eric said, we're above ground, you know, we're here. So it's maybe not the best day, but hey, a breeze. Actually, it's up. better than it was earlier. I, I feel, it's I'm feeling good there, right bro. though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it's it's nice, man. There's some positive things to look at, and I always, you know, as a driver, I always looked at my truck, and even when it was fucking blown out and everything was everywhere, and I I would tell myself, you know, I got 14 hours, um, you know, and, and I'm gonna do what I can do. I'm not gonna kill myself. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll get through the day. Yeah. And I think the same thing is said for for our contracts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, we might not get everything we want, but too we, we do have a good pension. We you know the increases have been fair. We we make a fair wage. Mm-hmm. Now I think part timers need to be brought up a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know at they're the, asking for twenty five. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the rumor twenty five is is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That's just that, that's the way I think that's about it. I'm not saying uh, getting pushed around. I mean it's not you know and, and to be honest, with you, Steve. It, it, the question is really is when you get ask the membership what are you willing to strike for and what are you willing not to strike for it's really up to the membership that's what it comes down to i mean i'll tell you right now if we knew there was an avenue to get our part-timers 35 dollars an hour you don't think we'd be like ah we wouldn't make the judgment like yeah we don't need 35 bucks an hour for them (laughs) no dude i'll get you 35 but at Mm -hmm. some point at some point you you know like i said our, our job is to negotiate this isn't this isn't an all or nothing uh business you know what i mean and, and if it was <laughs> you'd see a lot more strikes going on around you do you see a lot more strikes going on with with in the country right now because members from not just the teamsters from different unions and, and just the working force non-union are upset with what's been going on over the last years you know i mean my father was a was a labor man and he used mm-hmm. to tell me you know labor comes around in circles it does it, it has a lot a, a, a circle of life and all the workers at one point, it was in the 30s, then it happened in the 70s, and, and it looks like it's happening now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, the workers, uh, you know, in the, in the country and across the world say, dude, we're done getting shit on. And they, they fight and, and huge, you know, strides are made and we get a lot of goals accomplished. And then five, ten years later after all those goals and everybody is content with what happened, mm-hmm. dude, 
they die down and yeah, oh we don't need the, the unions don't need it anymore <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like oh dude come 2020 a pandemic hits and it's like child labor's dude, coming back ch- yeah child labor's coming back you know you got freaking companies saying dude get your ass into work and drive and get sick or you're fired mm-hmm. you know i mean you, so there, there's that circle of life's coming back around again and and, and that's just the point we, we can't let it be a circle of life of you know we gotta even, constantly be on even, the pedal yeah even non even non-union I'll tell you, you know, Costco is a perfect example. We get a Costco contract for Teamsters at Costco. There are several Costco stores that are non-union. But what does that do for the non-union Teamster stores? It keeps them up there. It keeps them up there with wages because, I mean, dude, if the union negotiates all these, all, you know, these wages, these benefits for the Costco stores, they can't go undercut the non-union stores. You want to know why? Because all those people will transfer to the union stores or those people at those union Costcos will say, fuck it, let's join the Teamsters, man. What it about makes... the right-to-work states? Right-to-work is, is horrible. Like if, yeah, because like UPS is that are in those type of states. What will happen to them if they go on strike? Um, you know what? I mean, as a non-union member, when you're not paying dues, they have the right to they have the right but not only the right if they ain't paying dues they're going to cross that picket line mm-hmm. they they are and, and you know right to work is a sad thing in this country mm-hmm. there's no other thing like right to work um right to work is me working in a state saying i want everything the union does i want their wages i want their their contract you need to uh, support me if I get in hey, trouble. You need to defend me. You need to defend me. You need to take your time. But I'm not paying you to do it. Mm-hmm. That's what right to work is. And let's think about that. Is there anything else in this world that you can do and say I'm not paying you? That's like me going to 24-hour fitness and saying, hey, I want to use your personal trainer. I want to use the towels. I want to use your sauna. I want to use your pool. And then when they come and say, hey, man, can we take a little, uh, you know, a fee for for to pay the personal trainers to do the cleaning of the laundry uh, to make sure the pool, you know, is chemically balanced. Nope, I don't want to do that. And 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 24-hour fitness out throw up their hands and say no, I get okay. Well, it's okay. A right yeah. to work state. You know, hey, that's pretty much what it is, you know what I mean? Um nobody, you know, you belong to some organization, you're going to and they ask you to pay dues. If you don't pay those dues, then you belong belong to that that Dude, I guarantee you, and I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I guarantee you, people pay to be uh, part of things like Chamber of Commerce or are lobbying, you know, uh, groups that lobby for their businesses. Mm-hmm. And if those people were to be like, no, I want you to lobby for my business so I so I get the laws passed for me, but I'm not going to pay you to do it, those people would be out on their ass. Mm-hmm. But in this war, in this country, they they do the one thing to try to break our unions, and that's well. There's three people here. One pays dues, the other two don't, but they still get everything I do. And we're trying to get one guy to keep the union running, to take his time out, um, to get justifiably be paid for doing what he's doing. But, dude, I don't, I don't make enough money. The union doesn't make enough money for that guy to to support. So it's it's just a way. It, it is. It's a sad freaking thing. It's something that I think needs to disappear um, in this country. I think you know, if you belong to a union shop, you're going to be union. And I'll tell you right now, as much as our members sometimes do, again, go back to to kind of differing with the union or maybe complaining about what the union really does, guess what? You work at a union shop, you have the ability to complain about your workplace. You have the ability to complain about your managers. You have that right to complain about your your 
you, uh, you know, about the union and try to fix things throughout the union. Um, when you're a non-union company, you don't have that fucking right. Go to, go to FedEx. Mm-hmm. See if they walked into their manager and said, hey, I'm leaving if you don't give me a, a $5 raise over the life of four years. Dude, FedEx can look at you and say, well, well, there's the fucking door then, man. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Hey, dude, my, my boss is a piece of shit. I want something to be done about it. Dude, who are you? Get out of here. Mm-hmm. We have that ability at, as Teamsters, not just the UPS, but as, as uh, you know, at different industries. So, again, you know, right to work, it, it's it's a bad deal for for membership out there. Yeah. Uh, people that are watching live, I don't know how many people are watching. <laughs> uh, but if you guys got questions to ask them, uh, you could just put them on right there. Do you have any questions so far? You got anything written down? What do you got written down? Here, bring it over. Or just cut out the page, because if you guys got questions, now's the time to ask them. No, there's no more. What were you writing down? You wrote some down already? I have a question. Okay. For all the union members that complain and bitch and complain, why are you showing up to to the general member meetings? Why are you not on the mic? Why are you being a computer thug? You. you <laughs> I think we talked about that already, you know, but yeah. Net, net yeah, well, we, yeah, right? we'll, we'll get, yeah, yeah, we. Questions and concerns, you can go online mm-hmm. and you can. But why not come to the meetings and get on the mic? 952, mm-hmm. the establishment. But can't, you don't even know where the local is. So how can you be a computer thug, but you can't even show up to a general membership? Where does that come from? Where does that come into play? Where? I, I mean, so what, and, and you know what, sister, I don't know if they can hear you, but what, basically what she said is if you got something to say, come to the meetings, get involved, and, and, and show up. Don't sit there and, and put shit on the computer and, and bully and, and just talk shit when you can't yeah. be a part of it. I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, and, and you know, I, I, I hear the sister's concerns, and, and they're, they make sense. You know, I mean, I'll tell you right now. 90% of the time that our members have something to say negative about the union are 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 sometimes they have to about the process that went on with the union it's usually uneducated you 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 end up explaining it to these people and they're like oh dude i didn't know that like that's not the way it was explained to me well yeah man cuz you got you you got it you know everybody has to understand we we're, we're humans and humans love to twist things. We, that's just, it's in our nature. So if I tell John a story or, or something that happened in negotiations, I'm going to expect John to go to the group and tell somebody about, uh, to update the membership. Mm. Well, by the time that gets to that member and that member tells somebody else, everybody starts adding their own hot sauce on it. They start twisting the words as to how it really happened. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's what I'm saying. You know, majority of the time our members aren't, uh, you know, they're not calling the local. They're not talking to their stewards. They're not talking to the business agents. They're just taking it upon themselves to say, hey, well, this is what some guy told me that I met, you know, on a dock. And, and that's truth, you know. Come down to our local, you know what I mean? Come ask questions. Ring our phones. That's what our job is. We get paid for you to call us, you know what I mean? Um, again, it goes to the whole entire, you know, sideline, you know, the sideline, you know, coaches that are like, hey, you should have did this. But it's like, dude, come to your local union hall. There's been plenty of people that have come up to our local union hall. They've gone on the microphone. Some have been good. Some have been bad. But I'll tell you right now, I've 
pretty confident when I say people walk out of our union hall, whether they heard the, they liked the answer that they got or didn't, they got an answer. And I'll tell you right now, if you're coming to me to give you an answer as to what you want to hear, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you don't like my answer because the truth is the truth, that's fine. Walk away, be mad. But I'd rather have you hear the truth because the day me, John, John Green, or our team gives false information, you will never forget the day we lied to you and the day we put you in a situation for giving you false information. So, you know, get involved, man. Like I said, you know, you know, still hearing it down the grapevine here, yeah. um, you know, uh, social media, you know, uh, social media and ask questions. Yeah. Social media is, uh, is one of our biggest, um, one of our biggest components in regards to false information. You know what I mean? Anybody can post any, but, but I don't like Facebook. I, I have it. I rarely go on it, but I, I usually do Instagram cause it's, it's real quick. I could post my videos. I don't have to do a whole fucking yeah. blog. Everything's just video. It's live. I mean, it's I real. dig it because dude, I like to see, you know, my friends, family, do, family, yeah. family. I like to see my friends and how they're doing in their lives. I like to see their kids growing up. Um, I like to see if somebody's probably down the street, you know, at a restaurant. I'm like, dude, you're in my town. Let me go down there. Um, it really it really is it really is turned know, to a, a real like hey I won't come to the union hall but I'll sit on Facebook and I'll do it yeah. and then when you confront that person you say hey dude why did you put this on Facebook mm-hmm. oh no dude I, I don't know I think somebody hacked my Facebook and you're like oh yeah sure bro you know what I mean so yeah you can't I mean, yeah they just it is what it is yeah I know I know what you're talking about dude okay. I've been I've been talked about before I got a question so. Say if you guys go to the meeting, right, like the general on general, no, not, not general, on Tuesday. Go back to negotiations. negotiations. There we go. Say if it, if both both parties come into a, an agreement, um, would, would there be like a contract extension or how would that work? So, so this is the way it'll work is the way when we go in there Tuesday, there we're obviously going to sit down with the company. We, we negotiate back and forth. If we come to a deal, and again, I'm not going to speak for the general president because he's the one that will make that decision, but um, I sit in his shoes at a lower capacity, and when I say I sit in his shoes, I oversee all Orange County. Um, I'll tell you right now, it's not my job to put you guys on strike. That's not my job. You guys want to go on strike, and that's what you're adamant about, I can get you guys on strike like that. That's easy. It's easy to put you guys out of work. In... My capacity, like I said, I'm kind of at a lower capacity and I wear shoes at a lower level. But if if I'm asking for 10 things and the company comes to me two days prior to the expiration date and says, hey, here's all 10 things. Is it right for me to step in front of my membership and be like, no, I'm still mad. Strike them. And, and even though we're getting those 10 things, I mean, I get it. No doubt. There's a little bit in us. There's a lot in us. We're Teamsters. We want to we, we want to do peaceful things on the strike line, okay? As all teamsters do, um, but it, it's our job to keep you guys working. You know what I mean? And and for people that you know, brother, you know, how long you're at UPS? How long you've been there now? About three years. Three years. So you're three years. I'm going to tell you right now, man. There is the hardest thing to do is one of the hardest things to do is get people back from a strike. It's easy to walk off the job, but there's a lot of things like I said, and that was kind of goes to what we talked about earlier about people that want to um, throw their two cents and that have never been part of this process. I'll give you an example. So they give you 10 things and you're like, well, nine of them are pretty much there. The 10th one, eh, not really. 
But I'll tell you right now, brother, if we decide to say, nope, I'm just upset, I want, I'm, I'm mad, and even though the company gave me everything, I want to strike, well, we can strike them. We'll put you guys on the street. But most people don't know that if they go ahead, if we strike, that company has the right to take everything off the table and say, you struck us, now we're not giving you shit. All those TAs. All are... those TAs, all those things, all the, the, the wages that we... You know, all the wages that we, you know, agree to at some point, all the work rules that we agree to at some point, as soon as we walk off that job, that company has the right to take everything away now. Now, is it common for them to do that? No, because they want to get a deal, but I've definitely seen it. I've seen the company say, you know what, we offered this, and because you chose to walk off the street, I mean, walk off the job and go to the street, we took that away from you now. And you can sit there. So now you're hashing things out. So again, to your answer... Will there be an extension? That'll be something that comes out of Sean O'Brien. You know, that that's his pay grade. Um, I think he's a smart man. I think he knows what he's doing. And I think he'll put our membership in a position um, to either give us an, put an extension or to walk off the job if we need to. And he, but, did, he did address that a little bit on the webinar. He did say that uh, the last webinar he did, he did say that, look, if there is a TA that's recommended by the by the union, that he would not pull us out. He did say that. So I mean, it should you know appease some people and and yeah, nobody wants to go on strike, dude. Yeah, that's like, not the goal. No matter that's how, not the goal. And, and I'm going to give you an, you know I'll, I'll tell you guys you know I I use this analogy and it's a I I always give weird fucking analogies. I mean these guys know I do. Um, I always put things into weird perspective, but it's like you know what? Yes, do I want to do peaceful things on the strike line to people that cross our picket line? Yes, I do. I really you know what I mean. Um, but there's nothing better, brother. Nothing better than taking everything from the company without even having to fight them. You walk in and you say, I fucking robbed you of everything. And I didn't even have to walk off the job to do it. That's fucking power. Like I said, it would be no different than me, and this is my weird analogy, it'd be no different than me walking into somebody's house, opening the door with a key, taking their toaster, their oven, their TV, Looking in their fridge, yeah, cracking a beer, <laughs> taking a shower, opening their fridge, eating all their food, and then right before I leave, still their cat and their dog, lock the door up and leave and say, hey, and nobody's saying a damn thing to me, dude. That's power. That that's There's nothing better than doing that to a company. Um, again, I, I we're Teamsters, so we always want to, you know, but again, you know, there. I think if we do get a TA, I think Sean has made, like he said, Sean made, you know, will make the decision that is a recommendable is it, is it a recommended contract to our membership and if so what's the point of striking them if we if we rod if we took everything from them you know what i mean there ain't no point unless you just want to you know dance on their grave you know what i mean and some people do but remember when you in our industry if you choose to walk off the job there's a lot more to to getting you guys back to work you know what i mean so it, it, like i said it goes back to strategic i i don't get to say well and, and Sean doesn't get to say, well, I just want to do this because I want to do this. Sean has 350,000 members in his hands that he can say, well, I'm going to do this because I'm mad and I don't like UPS. Or he does what his job is and says, I'm going to take into account all 350 members and do the right thing for them. That's what it comes down the to. The goal of negotiations is never to strike. I've been saying that for a minute. It's not. That's not the goal. The goal is to get a good contract. And there are we, you know, even in other strikes, you know, we, uh, you know, being involved in 952, I've been involved in some some other strikes. Um, there are members that are just like, oh no, fuck it, we need to strike them. It doesn't matter what they need to learn. 
But that's not the goal. And those people, in, in my eyes, really don't see the families behind the members. And, you know, when you're talking about, I need to go on strike, you're not talking about, you know, Erica over there with her kids that she's fucking trying to raise by herself and, you know, she needs to provide for. You're not thinking about this person and that person. Like, so to strike out of spite is just not a good fucking idea. You know, to, to get a good contract and for, to fight for what you deserve, that's a, a, a righteous cause. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and, and really, to be honest with you, real quick, just... Okay. To, yeah. to be to be honest with you, you know, I, I think you know you you know the general president's job, along with my job overlooking Orange County, is to look at every member and and their what their what their situation is, what they're sitting in. Um, like you said, you could have a young gentleman at the age of eighteen that has two children, needs the health care, but knows that he's in this for for the future and he needs to fight for the future. Um, you could have a gentleman or a lady that's about to retire in a year or two that probably, you know, or, you know, let's be honest, you could probably be a 45 year old man that still, you know, stays at home with your mom Mm -hmm. and has no bills and, and never got, you know, a wife, um, hats off to you that you, you, you're living that life. It's easier for you to walk off the job, but for some people it isn't, you know what I mean? So that's, that all (laughs) lays on our shoulders as union representatives when we make decisions. Mm. Question? Next question. Right. How do you feel, being the treasurer of 95-2, how do you feel that the strike was a no? Do you think it was a personal attack, or do you think that the members were hindered by the strike from being a no? Um, you know what? I, I don't... I can, mean, we, can, I, can I... Let me... Yeah, because yeah, I don't know if we can hear you on the mic. So the question was, how, how does it feel to be secretary-treasurer, and how do you feel that the strike fund was striked down... And do you feel like it was personal? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. Um, How do you feel that it was a no? I'll I'll be honest with you to tell you how I first feel about it. Um, I'm not mad at my members. Guess what? This is democracy. Our members have the right to vote in. There were several members from several industries. And let's just make it very clear. This wasn't um, an Eric or John Green thing. We didn't push this. Our members for three years had asked us several times, please let the members vote on this. They had it at 6.30. They have a strike vote at 8.48. They have a strike vote. Um, strike fund. I'm sorry, a strike fund up in Northern California. <clears throat> There's several locals across the country that have strike funds. Um, and, and people need to start stop seeing it as well. It was an Eric and John thing. Our members asked for this. They motioned, um, they motioned it. They asked for it. And we let their voices be heard. Um, I'll be honest with you. Me, personally, I'm a little bummed it did, but not because, oh, it, ha, ha, it was a loss for Eric and John. I know deep down that the strike fund would have been a benefit for our members. Um, I think it would have helped the local union and not just my leadership, but leadership to come in the years and members to come in the years in the future. It would help them get better contracts. I, I mean, look at this, guys. If we do strike UPS, okay, if we do strike UPS, mm-hmm. Just on average, um, based on the dues of our membership, they will get about $500 a week from the strike fund. Yeah. Um, if this fund was up and running, and this would have been started years ago, years um, ago. the ability, and this isn't just me making up numbers, this is from, um, you know, we have professionals doing this stuff. We would have been able to give anywhere from probably, depending on, on how much money was in there, another three to five, possibly even 600 bucks a week. So imagine you're a UPS here, you're you you're on strike 500 bucks okay dude hey you'll kind of get me a little bit you know 
pass. But imagine the local union being say, able to say, hey, here's another 500. Now I'm at 1,000. Mm -hmm. That's that's a huge. Oh. The phones, yeah, because it messes with the. Oh my bad. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yes, yeah. you know, you know, that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge help. So, is it? Am I mad? No, no, I'm not mad. A am I bummed that I won't be able to give my members more money when they need it? Am I bummed that you know the local won't have leverage to negotiate better contracts? Um, yeah, I'm bummed about that. But our members spoke. Um, they they spoke loudly. Um, and hey, guess what? You know that that was their choice. Um, uh, I think there was a lot of misinformation going on. Yeah, out there. I want to talk about that. There was a lot of misinformation going on out there about uh, it being a slush fund and, and yeah. Eric being able to use the money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll let you ask your question, but I mean, th you know what? The one thing that I want to hone in really about what one of our UPS stewards said from Laguna. Mm -hmm. He got up there and he said, "Hey, I was in the '97 strike. Um, I was barely able to pay my bills. Two weeks. It was tough." Um, and he says, and, I, and he says, and I'm not going to be here long. I probably won't even see the benefit of a strike fund, but I'm voting for it. You want to know why? Because it's going to help our union. It's going to help our members. I know what it is to need money during a strike. Um, and then he brought something to light that I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget, and I've said it over and over in the last couple of weeks to our members now. He said, I'm willing to give $10. Think about this, guys, because all of us can relate to this. I'm willing to give $10 to my Denny's waiter or waitress to serve me food as a tip. And I won't ask two questions about it. Hand that $10 right over right away. But to give $10 to my union, it's the end of the fucking world. I can't, whether it's, whether it's, hey, I just, you know, I, and I get it financially. If it, if it kills you, I get it. If it hurts you that much. But to the people that are, like I said, that, back to that boogeyman thing, what are you going to do with my money? I can't trust you with another ten dollars, but yet mm -hmm. I'll give a waitress at Denny's ten bucks like that. Mm -hmm. But yet the people, the union you belong to, the people that wake up every day, that work with the organization at a bigger level to make sure our members wake up to a good job, go to sleep to a good job, have health care benefits, decent pay, are protected, um, are know they are uh, they can go to work and not be treated like shit. But I don't want to give that union ten bucks of mine. No, nope. I so, could tell you why. I could tell you what I what I hear. You want me to tell you what I hear? I love, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I hear because I mean I, I, I can't get. I can't talk. Hold on. I can't. You know, people are gonna be like, oh, okay. First of all, people are gonna say, okay, he's gonna. He why is he selling all this property? Why is he spending three hundred thousand dollars a year on lawyer fees? Because the lawyers are are negotiating his contracts. That's why. I mean, the rumors that I hear are just like incredible. And you know, like he's spending this much money. He's got to go to court, and this day he's got to do this and that. And you got to understand. I talk to other people from other locals. People have seen you guys in action. Yeah. People that have seen you guys in action, and they come to me. And he goes, "These motherfuckers are the real deal." He goes, "You got to understand. They go in there. They go fucking hand swinging." So I hear both sides. Yeah, it's not that I hear one side and go, "That's the way I did for a, for a little bit," you know. But then I I started hearing you guys in action and doing your things, and I go, "Okay." But I have to because the audience is going to be like, "Why didn't you ask these questions? Why do you ask this?" Yeah, no. So I have to it's ask fair. those to you guys. Bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should ask everything. Yeah. So that's what that's that's what the, the rumors are saying. They voted it down because they thought you were going to use the funds to pay off. Your 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 suit, and I, I don't know if you can talk about that. I don't want you know. No, what I, I mean, I'm, I'm I want to make sure you don't get in yeah, trouble. You know, what I mean? mean, obviously, obviously, you know, 
um, and we've reported at the local, you know, um, there is a lawsuit and that's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you guys got to look at it in this matter. This is 2023. Mm-hmm. Teamsters are one of the most overlooked unions by the government um, when it comes to audits, when it comes to seeing where our money goes in and out. And for people to tell other people that Eric's going to have this huge slush fund and he's going to be able to just open his drawer and put oodles of cash in his in his jacket pocket sure, and then I hope be, I get some of that and then you know and then be like hey dude i'm gonna go buy me you know a, a river house and or i'm gonna go like some people say a boat which i've owned a boat guys just for yeah, know, just for you guys i've owned a boat since i was 25 my wife's a nurse um and i was a ups driver and plenty of plenty of plenty of nurses and plenty of ups drivers this day and age make good money make good money to buy boats i'm just um, more upset yeah. that i've never been invited on the fucking boat <laughs> <laughs> you know but um in this day and age, you're, you just can't do that, guys. You can't get up, and you can't just steal money from the freaking union, dude. It's literally impossible for the most part. And the people that do steal money from the union, guess what? You get caught. They just got caught. For what local was that? Dude, Remember? I think it was somewhere in Chicago. You, yeah. They got well, caught, dude. And guess down. what? They're going to have a hell of a lot of money to pay back. I will but, say this. I've only been there a year and a half. Uh, Three times, three times at this point, we've been audited in a year and a half. Mm. Like the government has their hands so far up our ass that we can steal money if we wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. Not that we would want to, but I mean, it should give some of those shit talkers that think that there's just some fucking magic slush fund or we're just spending money on frivolous things. It should give them some some peace yeah. mm-hmm. that you know that the IBT has audited us, the fucking government has audited us. Like, it, I just don't understand. Yeah. And financially, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, financially at our local, we have hovered around the same amount of money. Well, let me rephrase that. When we first took over, we we didn't have a lot of money. When we took over, and when I say a lot of money in our general checking account, okay. which runs the actual um, local every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have property. Yes, we have savings, but let's make it. Let's be honest. If your son came and said, "Hey, Dad, I don't have a lot of money," would you advise him every single time? Well, go cash out your CDs, man, dude. Take a loan out on your property. It's just not good financially. Long story mm. short, I mean, our local has been financially stable um, since we've taken over, mm. and anybody that wants to come look at our financial reports, anybody that wants to look at any type of um, documents. I there's no well he moved a lot of money out of here because he needed to pay for lawsuits or because he needed to do this there's there's no proof of that that's just oh uh, okay. why does he need money because <laughs> and it's the dun 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 well I had to ask be, those questions no, because also I don't be, know what's going be, around because yeah. of this you know what I mean it's like no it's specifically stated in the strike fund that we wouldn't be able to use anything for other than striker negotiations. And that's all, and that's what it was going to be used for. On top of that, because we felt it was the right thing to do, we told our membership that hey, there can be a committee made up of rank and file that will audit and that will control this the strike fund. Um, so we did. But again, like I said, you know, it, it it's not a loss to me. Mm-hmm. It's not a loss to John. I know it's people, loss to the members. Yeah, I, I think yeah, people want to look really at it as is. like, ah, you know, I think over the years we've accomplished, and and you know, I'm gonna you know bang the drum a little bit for local 952. Mm-hmm. I think over the years we've achieved quite a bit 
you know, for our membership. Our membership's getting stronger. Our local's getting the best contracts. Like you said, you hear mm -hmm. other locals are like, dude, local 952 comes in here, fifth swinging. Mm -hmm. We've gotten a lot of good contracts mm -hmm. with other locals. Mm -hmm. And those locals, us working together, like, thanks, guys. You know, dude, we, we made our members' lives so much better. But I think, you know, I mean, like I said, the proof's in the pudding right there. Um, people could come back and say, wow, you're going to have a slush fund, all that kind of stuff, dude. It, it's just I didn't even heard that term. But, I didn't yes, hear that people, one, but people, slush it, fund, It's huh? literally, dude, we can't, we, we can't take your money. Yeah, <laughs> We can't take your money we like you think you are. We can't still. But our members, you know, like I said, unfortunately we have some haters out there that they look at it as, well, if we can turn this down, it's like I said. You got a, a small little you, victory. You, you got you got a score. You got a scoreboard, and the way they view the scoreboard is, you got Eric Jimenez, and or what they like to say, EJ. They call me EJ because some of my member, some of my haters won't call me Eric Jimenez. They call me EJ mm. because thou shall not speak his name. I, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> I think it's pretty stupid that we're grown people and we act like this. But but really? you know yes yeah. but I mean imagine imagine your name was Bob Johnson yeah BJ yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty bad huh? but I mean you I mean some of these some of our members and and they and these are the ones that really need to look at themselves in the mirror and say hey dude enough's enough am I I'm over here saying pro union this pro union that I'm over here saying let's let's move forward but yet everything I'm doing is to, is I is clawing back is trying to take the membership back and it's like you know they view it as a scoreboard and on one side of the scoreboard it says eric commandes or, or eric commandes john green or members first slate and then on the other one it says us and every little mark they can do to be like haha we made them fail here haha we did everything we could to and it's just like dude like what's your what's your point dude so so you, so you got a mark on 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 your thing dude but you didn't freaking take it away from me you know what you did you hurt the membership, dude, because local 630 has a has a strike fund. Local 848 has a strike fund. Um, several locals all the way into Oregon have strike funds. Washington State has strike funds all up and down the West Coast. Across the country, there's a shitload of strike funds, and it's worked for our members. People have said, and we have our members speak in some of the meetings saying, I've been to a local that had a strike fund, and I remember I got an extra check, and it helped me. It helped me get that extra money. I, uh... So... Yeah, I think I think when I talked about it, I said I said why now, and I said, uh, you know, one thing that really, really, kind of, uh, uh, not, you know, didn't piss me off, but I, like things that were, were done differently, that were done before that are done differently now, and so I, I one thing I was like, okay, well they're they're appointee trustees, right, to oversee it, and one thing that really uh, it upset me, you know. Uh, We'll, we'll get into this right now. Uh, what happened with, with uh, Wayne Addison, the way shit went down, mm -hmm. you know, he was my shop steward for many years. I've been in Tustin Center for 20 years, and uh, he's always been someone that's that's been there for me uh, as far as well, anything I went through. You know, everything I've been through, I've talked about on the show, so I'm, I'm, I'm open on, on what I've been through. I'm not going to go over that again, but he, he was been there. And so when you won the election, all this went down. He got He got eliminated. He got fired. And then uh, you know, other people got appointed. Those those couple, one guy got fired because of that. The whole mess, and then he couldn't run again. It, it it upset me because I've always was was brought up as as a teamster. Is if we didn't like the way our shop store worked, we'd vote them in or vote them out. 
and you came in and you you fired and you fired a lot of shop stewards in, uh, in Anaheim. I, I got to correct you, okay? Because uh, uh, a lot of yeah. shop stewards weren't fired. Okay, uh, some stepped down. Um, okay, and and I don't. I'm not going to name names. I know you named uh, you know somebody specific to me, and that man he knows he mm-hmm. knows me, and mm-hmm. we've known each other for a long time. He knows I gave him a lot of respect, mm-hmm. a, a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this. The people that have been removed mm-hmm. are people that are directly affecting the membership, and they are trying to tear down to tear down the union. Mm-hmm. Like I said, our our issues can be handled in house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you start putting them out there, when you start fucking mm-hmm. like when you're being detrimental to the to the movement, then I, I in my opinion, it needs to be handled. You do need to work with your local union. I don't care what you think as far as, and I'm not speaking to you directly, mm-hmm. but I, I don't care what you think as far as if you have a position and you think I'm just going to be a fucking thorn in their side. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking be against them all the time. I'm, that does not help anybody. To have a difference of opinion, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. And we can discuss those differences mm-hmm. and we can work through those differences. And when mm-hmm. we do... Believe it or not, a lot of good comes out of it. Yeah. A lot of good. Where we're like, oh, well, you know, I, I really didn't think of it that way. Let's let's tweak this or let's do this. Let's do it a different way. But when you are, your desire is to be a thorn in somebody's side, in the local side, in in real in reality, you hurt the membership. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care what mm-hmm. you you think you're doing. If you think mm-hmm. you're righteous, it, it just doesn't work that way because you have an organization as a whole. I know they do. You guys just did one in Laguna. You're going to do another one in Tustin. We're doing one in Tustin. So, and, and just to kind of, you know, to hit off what John is saying, and just to kind of give you guys some perspective, dude. So, on average, on average, local 952 has about 230 to 250 shop stewards, give or take. Yeah. In three years, we've probably had to remove, or they've stepped down. Um, about 10, about 10, give or take. Okay. And, and I don't want to give an example. So yeah, yeah, about, so, I mean, give it, that's 3% of our, of our shop. Now let me, and, and kind of hit what John said. And I'll be honest with you guys. And I ain't going to say no news. I still have shop stewards that don't support me. I still have shop stewards that supported the old administration and I haven't removed them. Why? Because they're doing their job. Mm, I can't okay. ask you to, I can't I'm ask glad you, you came but, to clear that up. Yeah. Why can't we? Why can't we vote on who's going to be our shop steward? And what center is that? Like Huntington. They were Huntington Center. Okay. Appointed. Okay. So why can't we? And and you know what? Vote on something like oh let's get a team let's see and and understand that but we do it too. So so and that let me let me answer let me finish my question then I'll answer your question. There you go. So I mean so to to what I was saying you we've removed. Or had to take out ten, maybe give or take here and there, and and it was based. All of them were based, and we have facts, guys. This isn't just I just don't no, like no, you. No, no, I just don't like you. I mean, these were people that were literally saying, "Hey, I'm not going to answer your phone calls mm-hmm. when you guys have Teamster meetings. I'm not coming to them when you guys are going to hear grievances. Nope, I'm not showing up to them. Not providing um, information. Some as, some, some as far as going and saying, "Hey, I'm going to try to get my yard to not support." Eric and them, and when they found out they couldn't, 
they started going to management and and trying to get our members in trouble um they were telling members not to file grievances um there's a huge i mean like i said there's there was huge things that they were doing that were specifically affecting our ability to represent the membership um people telling freaking business agents oh if i find you I'll, if i see you on the street i'm gonna kick your fucking ass who in said front that of, dude i ain't gonna say no names but you know like i said nobody kicking um, no one i mean literally off. we had we had you know stewards telling <laughs> fucking the fucking business agent the, the the stewards telling the business agent and telling uh uh was it the business agent telling another steward I'm talking to management. Get out of here. I mean, think about that, guys. When a, when a steward is in the the room with a manager, and the shop the BA comes in, the representative of the union says, "Hey, what's going on here?" That shop steward should be like, "Dude, come in, man. Dude, you're you, you're the guy that handles. You're this on stuff. my side. You're on my side, dude. I want you to hear this. Not, oh, I'm having a private conversation with management. Get out, dude. What does that say about? What does that say about? So, I mean, like I said, at the beginning of our our, our kind of taking over. It was a really, it, it was a process of. Working. It was a waste. And, and it I, was a waste of two years. Yeah, and I made a, I made a very I made it very clear when I first took over. Whoever Stewart is going to stay Stewart, and although some of these guys that I'll tell you right now, got removed at one point for doing wrong, they were the first ones that when I won were running around Anaheim saying. Let's all let's all let's all resign. We're all going to oh, resign. I, and, and I knew about the meeting. Let's all resign because way. it'll kill Eric to not have shop stewards. Then somewhere down the line, I, I heard figured, about that. Too, so, yeah. Then somewhere down the line, they decided let's stay on and make his life a living hell. And I'll tell you right now, I have shop stewards in Anaheim that weren't supporters of mine. That eventually, and who knows if they're supporters of mine or not, are, are uh, of our administration that have come out to me and said, Eric, I'm sorry. I'll tell you right now, dude, we had meetings prior to you taking over, and our main objective was to fuck with you the whole time, not file so many grievances you guys couldn't handle. It didn't matter if they were righteous or not. Um, not let, let management know what you were going to do so you could ruin grievances and all that kind of stuff. Like, dude, those are our fucking shops, dude. That's our team. So to me, like I said, it, it just, you know what? These people really need to look and tell the truth. And I'm not about putting anybody's business out, mm. but if people want to make it seem like, oh, I was just removed for no reason because he didn't support me, I have several facts about why certain. And like I said, guys, there's only about ten. Mm -hmm. The other two or three probably dropped out. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, we had a couple. They, three they or resigned. Oh, okay. Resigned. But but to, you, to to your answer, brother, you know, at and, and this be honest, you it was a talk of, uh, a couple of weeks because we're doing one in Tustin. I think the the. Feeling is one will happen in Huntington at some point, and one will happen in college at some point. But you you got to remember, and and with let's be honest, man, the two shop stewards one resigned, and and unfortunately the other one was removed. And you want to know why he was removed? He just well, he's but, he I just, but, but I just want to make I want but I want to make it clear the reason why a shop steward was removed because. We were having meetings coming into contract negotiations, and I asked all shop stewards to show up so we knew what what we were doing coming in. And when I called and said, hey, man, why aren't you showing up to these meetings? What do you need to talk about? And I'm like, well, can you come to the meeting? No, I'll pay you to come to the meetings then. Nah, I'm just purely, I'm not going to, I don't want to come to your meetings. I'm not working with you, dude. At, at that point, what do, I, what do I do? Just say, okay, dude, I guess. And remember, we, we pay our shop stewards. So for somebody to just ban me like you pay me, but I'm not working. So moving in, I'll be honest with you, brother, moving in to our administration last time around, 
it wasn't merely that we wanted to appoint shop stewards, which, trust me, if they if they want to say that's never happened, right here, Eric Jimenez, I was appointed as a shop steward. But what I'm trying to say is we will give the ability for people to vote. But again, we need to know, we need to, what our membership needs to realize is that we need shop stewards, regardless of you supporting Put the mic right up now. closer and say oh. this. This is real important. Yeah. We need shop stewards regarding, go. regardless of whether you support me or not, know how to put their differences aside and say, we will do the right thing regardless. When you ask us to, to file a grievance, we'll do it. When you ask us to get information, we'll do it. When you ask us to be at a meeting that's going to support our members, we'll do it. When you ask us to do this, 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 and this, and this, we will do it. Why? Because we're here for the members, not for you guys. But again, you had specifically in Huntington Center, and I think, let's just be honest, past president is in your thing, and he's the one who likes to, to cause the issues. He constantly was out there saying, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that. Um, at the end of the day, why would we allow a shop steward to be put in place that's going to, from the beginning, as soon as he gets voted in, say, we're going to fuck with you. We're going to make sure you, you fuck up in Huntington Center. That's not our job. So, again, I think the talk was we had um, a couple of weeks ago that we're having one in Tustin. Um, we're looking to have one in Huntington, and we're looking to have one probably in college at some point. Yeah, I just wish it went a different way. I just wish they got voted in instead of appointed. Well, I think he had to do that now because it was such it's, 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 yeah. To me, it's damage control. Yeah. Right? It, it's, 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 hey, we, we need something right now, and we need to make sure that they're, they're on board and on the same page. And now, at this point, you know, when, when we do have steward elections, we're very clear. Like, look, you will work under the direction of the local. And I think a lot of the old the old people that were in there that have been through multiple were, were, I guess, unsure of, of the rules because obviously they had these meetings where they did discuss whether they should all step down or they did discuss, you know, being a thorn in, in the local side. Um, at the end of the day, we need right now it was damage control. So it was like, okay, well we need to appoint some people that we know that are going to work under, under the direction of the local. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think. Yeah. Well, I think to your to your point, brother. Like everybody always wants to feel like, hey, I was able to vote my steward in, and, and and I had the voice to do it. I think, like John said, at the point it was, I make a choice of, do I keep stewards in place that are purposely trying to hurt us for personal reasons? Do I do we get stewards in there that are gonna that their main objective is okay? I'll be so. They removed so-and-so, and now I'll run, and then I'll be the next one taking that baton to say, let's fuck over the administration, let's fuck over the local. So at some point, like I said, in order to to benefit our membership, we needed people there, regardless of, of, of supporting us or not, that we're going to do the job, we're going to do what was asked, and, and take it over. And, and, and just to give you guys a heads up, a little heads up, because I know they're trying to say, well, you know, that should be right. Old administration, they appointed stewards. Per our contract, it says in the contract that our constitution yeah. that we are allowed to appoint to to either yeah, vote yeah, did, or appoint. Yeah. This case the went bylaws, all right? yeah. Well, this case went all the way up to the joint council, and this case went all the way up to the the international. Not under Sean O'Brien. So if anybody, well, yeah, Sean's his friend. No, this went under Hoffa, um, under that administration. And after getting a report as to why we had to remove some of these stewards. 
The International came back and said, well, well, the wonder why the fuck you removed them, dude. They're literally fighting against you every single day. And I'll give you an example again, bro. So we just had an update on uh, with the stewards yesterday. Am I right, George? We had an update. One of my stewards in Anaheim, and I ain't going to say the center, dude, will not answer our phone calls, will not answer our texts. I called him yesterday and said, hey, man, we got a really important meeting. Can you please call me back? I hear you're not you're not reaching back out to the business agent. No fucking phone call whatsoever. I mean, what does that do? I mean, okay, dude, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You're proving to people, I won't do what the local union says. But but what is it doing for our membership? It's literally killing our membership. It kills it, right? But then you need to go, you need to vote for a new one that comes in. Exactly. Well, he's appointing. He's a look at. I can answer this one. It's been been some time now, and it's still the people that are still there. We never got the vote. Well, let me let me. We still don't even have. We only have one person there. We have one out of three. I think in Honey Team, what you guys got, Jerry. You guys got Jerry. You got Carrie and Lupe. And Lupe. Yeah. Who do we have? You would have had another one, but but you would have had another one, but he stepped down. There's only one. I think you have Jerry. I know, but. He's talking about disability. Yeah, they're on disability. Who on disability. Oh, who's on? Uh, well, I, like I said, that that's something that. I understand that. And but the, you know what, dude? It's like, come on, man. Like, why? What, like, it, these are people that don't, don't want to work. You know? I get you. So I mean, like so I said, we, I mean, we, like, we just want to be able to get some kind of vote to get some people that. And uh, there, hey, right? brother, I, I would. There and be like, okay, we can answer your questions. Instead of, man, when are they going to show up? And I, I would be, and it's just, just me, t- just me, just me talking to you. I, I would be careful with saying, you know, who wants to work and who doesn't because people go out on disability for a lot of different reasons. Okay. So wait, wait, wait hold on. I, I let you talk. So I will say that people go out on disability for a lot of different reasons. Now, do we need coverage at that point? Yes. And that's something that. That needs to be addressed, and, and we can definitely take that back. But I, I know for a fact that Bruno is in there almost every day. I know that for a fact. Okay. So I, I will tell you that the, there is some representation there. Hold on, hold on. So I will tell you that there is some representation there. Um, it's not like, and granted, do, do we want to run an election? Yes, I will tell you. Eric said it right here. There will be an election there. It's not like it, it doesn't need to be addressed. But also what you guys do need to understand is do we want major change during this contract season? Okay, so we're, we're going through, we're six days away. When they go back to the table, we're six days away from a possible strike. Now, we need to just, I, we're hyper-focused on that right now. Now, is the issue going to be addressed? Hell yes. And I agree with you. Be careful when you say who's going out on disability. This is I have stewards from from everywhere out on disability. I know, you know, my brother here has has been out on disability as well. Like I get it, bro. But it's okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I can't go there because whatever you got, you know, that that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. But it, I'm just saying that how we need. You know what I mean? We got we got one person to go to. Yeah, oh, Bruno comes in, but every, all the other places have three. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have one person. Well, actually, there. I I I have. Can we have like like a point of like like uh, sometimes someone that's like 
if they're not there, we can have like a, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that is usually why we have alternates. That, I mean, I'm sorry. You are such a sweetheart. I want to elaborate for him. I want to elaborate. I'm pro-union 100%. I want to elaborate for him. When the union jumps in and appoints a member, appoints a member because the other shop stewards are going against the IBT constitution as well as the union bylaws. So you guys jump in and you guys appoint a member. What is the protocol and procedure when you guys appoint somebody? What happens after that? The next month, the next month, year, year, year. Do you guys follow up with that person that you appointed? That's his question. So I, I you Yes, and I hear you. I mean, in, in, in terms. Okay, hey, she's appointed. He's appointed. Or do you guys follow? Like, I appointed this member because they're the most qualified. They're fighting for the members. They're the unbiased opinion. Mm -hmm. So, what does my local nine five two do for me, as far as they appointed this member? Do they come in after, or they just appoint and leave? That's no. No, so I mean, obviously, so the so obviously the business agents, um, I mean, obviously the business agents, obviously the business agents keep track of, of what's going on with the shop stewards. Yeah. The, the business agents are the ones that are on the shop floor, and obviously they relay all the information to me as as to what's going on. And just to kind of give you a heads up, you know, in, we have uh, one on disability in Tustin. We have hold on, let me. Let, we have one on disability in College Center. We have one on disability in College Center. So th there's people on just like he said. I didn't want to get in, in, into it because I'll be honest with you, if I tell somebody, hey, I'm penalizing you for you going on disability, guess what, dude? It's a huge lawsuit. It's a huge lawsuit. You're not allowed to you're not you're not allowed to pen people's personal reasons for being out of work. Um, in regards to you as a member saying, Well, hey, why can't we have somebody fill in for that person that's on disability? I think that would be the better way to ask is is there anybody that can back that person up? I don't care why they're on disability or I don't care if they're too lazy to come to work. I think it needs to be worded as can we get some backup in there? And, and if that's what we're looking for, yes, we can. So but let me. From yeah. different centers, like alternating, or would it have to be in the same center? So what do you mean? You can help out with a different center. I understand what you guys mean, but I, word, you mean, I just want to say, like, we, like, have a backup instead of, there's no point, there's no point figures. It's just, we want great representation at, you know, 952. As what you guys, you know, what I mean, what you guys are telling your them, so we know, you know, what I mean. So I'll, I'll do, I'll do this much for you, then, brother. There you go. Yeah. Hey, we're getting out of track over here, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll end it with this, brother. I can guarantee you tomorrow. I can guarantee you tomorrow afternoon. I will address your concern as soon as possible. Brother. There you go. And we'll figure out a way. We'll figure out a way um, to where the members in Huntington Center. You know, feel feel that they're represented and that you got enough shops through. And I'll tell you right now, if you ever need anything, give the local union a call. Take my number down, and I'll make sure I get a note hold of. It's too hard for one person. You know I mean? All right. One yeah. Is, it's too hard. We can't. I got you. The one person that we have, because that's too much overload. You know what I mean? I got you. Okay. So I'll. So I, I came at it wrong, no, but I need. To, I, 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 no, I. I no, know you got look, your concerns. I, I come at I come out of a center, you know, just like you, and I I, I want representation for myself. I I totally understand. And it's by not... all means, brother, I'll be the first to end it with this. Even though I said I'll address your concerns, um, I'll end it with this. In no way do you should you feel bad about bringing this up. Not at this all. is your this is what this is your right to say. Hey, Eric, can we get some help here? And and, and by all means, dude, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to. If I was a dick, I'd be like, screw it. But I'm telling you right now, 
We'll voice it, and, and I'm glad you bring up this concern because, like I said, a lot of times our members need to bring up their concerns and they need to tell us what's going on it's important. So, we can, so we can address them. Yeah, but not on the show, man. We're over here doing an interview, dog. <laughs> Go to the fucking meetings, bro. God damn, bro. You fucking on a whole damn show over here, fucking mad because one represent. Hey, you're a union shop steward yourself. You represent yourself. I've gone in the office by myself representing. No, absolutely. We're done with questions, dude. We're, over, we're getting past almost two hours, dude. No. So you go to the meetings, you want to ask these questions. I've, I've been waiting for years to come to this. Okay, thank you very much. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anytime. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, bro. That's just one of those things where I feel like we have, there should be a, a group, right? Not just one. I got you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And we need to have a team to go against them. Talks you know, right now because so, it's a real person talking. Thank you very much. What am gotcha. I, a robot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got you, brother. All right, we'll ask another. Do we got any questions in there then? I will say this respectfully: whether a shop steward is appointed or oh, voted yes. in with the yes. most votes, the most respected person, or There's one appointed. Can I just say this? I think what my brother is asking for is that the VA once a month come in and check on how they're doing. Are they there? Are they not there? Oh, and they, they find somebody. Yeah. So, so Nick Bruno is in that building yeah, probably yeah. four to five times yeah. a week, dude. Yeah. Easy. I admire Easy. my brother for saying that. Yeah. I, I, think, I think, like I said, I, I, I didn't want to get in the, and like I said, I didn't want to get in the, the whole disability thing because it's just a. It's yeah, a, yeah, you can't. I'm on disability, fool. I had a heart failure in December, <laughs> and they're all talking about me, too, going, why is he picketing? Why is he doing shows? And like. I know you. You said one thing, but yeah. like I said, I like I said. I think I cleared it up by saying, as soon as tomorrow, we'll address. I'll address Let's get that. out of the weeds. I'll, I'll address that for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what? what I'm you in got? the rough right now. I'm trying to hit the fairway. What do you got I don't know. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, somebody said we. I guess we could go back to. Why do you feel about drivers crying, saying part timers don't deserve twenty plus an hour? I think that was me saying something I, like I, that. I mean, I, I think me and John could both answer that. I mean, you know, guys, it's a, you know, what, you know, we, what we got to understand as full timers and part timers is, is we're all in the same union, and, and all of us, you know, have needs and, and certain wants as full timers and part timers. Um, you know what I mean? As different classifications of workers, you got combos, you got twilighters, you got preloaders, you got feeders, you got you know package drivers. You know, we're all in this fight together, and um, I don't think our full-timers are necessarily crying about part-timers wanting um, $20. I think what they're trying to say is, hey, majority of the, the, of the conversation that I've got out of drivers is, hey, we want to fight for our part-timers, um, and we want them to get a fair contract too, but at the same time... Um, we need to be smart about going into negotiations and, and, and doing what we need to do. Um, you know, don't ever forget this. At UPS, we all start out as part-timers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we put our time in. Hell, I worked for 850. I think the Me too. I think the highest yeah, I ever got as I a part-timer, I think I got up to like $11 at yeah. the time, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, you know, the light for me at the end of the tunnel was, was being a driver. You know, that, mm -hmm. was my, that was my aspiration. I'm going to be a driver. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm going to be a driver, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, you know, our drivers are saying screw part-timers, but, you know, what we got to remember is, you know, the part-timers are going to eventually be full-timers. And 
the part-timers got to remember and and respect the 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 part-timers got to remember and respect what the what the drivers in the in the future what the full-timers in the future have done for them and and to be where they're at you know what i mean um you know they've paid the the way to be you know package drivers and and to to be combo drivers uh they've paved the way for them to get into feeder driving um and 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 rightfully so you know making good a good chunk of money and and getting health care you know the the things that our full-timers need to remember is our part-timers are going to be the future of our union and we need to teach them that coming in you're going to have to make some hard choices in the future. And some of those hard choices are protecting retiree health care, protecting our pension. Because remember, when I'm retired, John's retired, you're retired, Steve, it is the current generation that, that's, for, yeah. that's funding our pension for us to take it out and funding our retiree health care. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't teach our younger generation or if we don't make the younger generation feel as if they're needed or if that they're backed up by, I mean, what's to stop them from saying, hey, dude, I remember Steve and Eric and John were saying, ah, dude, part-timers, fuck them, dude. You know, they don't deserve this. I mean, what's that? What's going to stop that guy from 10 years from now saying, I remember, Eric, you didn't want to support me. Why should I support you in your retiree health care now? We, we, we can't think that way. We, we really need to understand that we're one family. We need to voice our concerns. And I get it. You know, they always say part-timers are, are out of touch and, and, and you know, uh, there's a high turnover rate, which I'll get to in, a, in just a couple minutes. You know, there's a high turnover rate, you know what I mean? It's always been that full-timers have carried the wants and the needs and the concerns of the part-timers on their shoulders. And we've done it proudly. They did it in 97. Our full-timers took on the part-time need in 97, and we did it, and we accomplished a lot. Um, we need to keep doing that. We can't sell our part-timers. Now, you know, to, you know, like I said, you know, to kind of, my, my, one of the things that, and reasons why we need to understand about part-timers coming in and why they need a higher wage. I mean, think about it. Are, are, all of us have been, I used to be a driver, but all of us are drivers now that are listening to this, mm-hmm. or at least to who I'm sitting around here with. What's the one biggest thing we can claim when we see our trucks in the morning? The, load. the fucking loads. Loads. Horrible. Shit. This and that. I tell people right now, when I started at UPS, dude, I think minimum wage was like 545. I was making 850. I had an incentive to want to stay at this job because I was making $3 more. I knew I could get on a truck and have a boat and a river house or a cabin mm-hmm. because these UPSers made good money. Um, but again, I had an incentive to stay there. This day and age, there is no incentive to stay there. At the, as we sit right now, you have, and I tell people, you a kid has the opportunity to go to BJ's Pizza and make $15 an hour. They have the opportunity to go to UPS and make $15 an hour. Make $20 at in and And they have, mm-hmm. or, they, or, yeah, or they have the opportunity to go to in and make $20 an hour. What kid, in, and we can say the pension, we can say the sick days, the paid holidays, most of the generation at that point of their lives don't think about that stuff. But I'll tell you right now, so if you give them those three, you got BJ's, UPS, or, or in and out what kid is going to pick sitting in a hot trailer of 120 degrees sniffing dust for the next three or four hours 
Remember make, the black nose? You know what I mean? Yes, blowing black the stocks. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, most kids aren't going to... I got strep throat because of that. Yeah. Most, oh, you sure. know, most young men or young women aren't going to choose to do that. It, it takes a, a certain someone to say, hey, I'm going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. That's what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have... They, they were like, okay, well, I tried this piece of chocolate, which is UPS. It was definitely not what I wanted. So I'll just jump to... The, there's no... Compared to... Imagine if it was like, hey, you got... Freaking Home Depot at 15, you got freaking BJ's Pizza at 15, and then you got UPS at 20-some bucks an hour, paid health care, paid freaking, and, and even though that still won't play a role, it in, it enticed them to be like, dude, I'm making five bucks over minimum wage. I need to stay here. I mean, I remember when I was there, I was like, dude, I would be like. Minimum wage was like five bucks, and we were making like, like three, yeah, three, three, three fifty now. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I can't get fired from this job. Mm-hmm. I need to stay here, bro. Like, dude, my dad will kick my ass if I lose this job. You know what I mean? Well, um, to touch base on that, look, I, I kind of wanted to say this. Look, at the end of the day, this, the part-timers are 60, what, 63% of of the of UPS. 66, 67 so let's just say they were all voters. Now I know that part-time voting is is somewhat down, and I'll say you know that's that's not good. We should mm. we should probably get that up. But say that the shoe was on the other foot, and say part-timer said, you know what? No, we need twenty-five. The drivers make good enough money, and we can outvote them. We can outvote them. Mm. So what if the shoe was on the other foot, where mm. they had the the majority of voting members? And they said, you guys are good. You guys don't need it. Uh, we're a family, and we need to stick together, right? Now, do we need to be realistic because we've talked about negotiations? Yes, we need to be realistic in what, what we're going to get and what, what we can achieve in one single contract. We definitely need to be realistic. But that being said, we can't sell them short and, and sell them just so we can get a, you know a good raise for the full time. We, we need to stick together, and Sean's made that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get back to the days, and I know when you got hired, when Eric got hired, when I got hired, because we all got kind of hired in the same time mm-hmm. time frame. There was hundreds of people lined up. Do you remember when yeah. they were had hiring? There was yeah. hundreds of people lined up to get those jobs, and now they hire fucking anybody because nobody wants to work. Yeah, there. they said I had a customer of mine that that <clears throat> was trying to get a part time job, and he went to UPS, and he told me that he went to Anaheim and. I think it was Lisa doing interviews, and yeah, she said, Lisa, yeah. and she said uh, there was like twenty of them. She goes, out of the twenty of you, she goes, maybe two of you will stay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that turnaround rate sucks. And I yeah, remember when we got hired. They said it cost about five thousand dollars just to hire us. Well, all the between me and two, I remember when I got hired, there was probably like forty people waiting outside, and you know, thank, yeah, thank, thank you know, count my blessings, man. Thank God or, or whoever you believe in. Um, you know, I remember. She didn't tell me only two people were going to stay. She said out of these group of people, there's only going to be like two or three people hired. Yeah. And I yeah. remember because I because I worked at a young age, you know, I used to go hump, you know, boxes and pallets at my uncle's uh, warehouse. He owned a food process, a fruit warehouse, delivering warehouse. Yeah. I used to load pallets and, you know, he would give me a couple extra bucks, you know, as a young kid. And I thought I was rich. But I put that on my resume. I mean, like from like 11 to like 15, 16, 17, I was stacking pallets and all that and ups was like oh dude you're exactly the guy that we need the guy that knows how to pick up a box and mm-hmm. and you, you know you played football you look strong you can do this but again you know we used to have like three people hired out of the 40 people that showed up i remember walking as a young as a young man when i first started driving 
probably like at the age of 25, I would walk in with my bomber jacket and my shorts, dude, and my socks. And people in, in supermarkets would look like, dude, man, that guy's a UPSer. Like, how did he get in that job? Like, yeah. almost it was like, man, you were literally. It was hard to get a job. How were you in that job? But now, mm-hmm. I mean, they hire. We can't get people to show up for work. Mm-hmm. We can't get people to want to come drive our trucks. Mm-hmm. We can't get people to to want to be hired. <laughs> yeah, to go. I mean, literally, we can't get people to go. When we were young, Steve, dude, I was like, I can't wait till hit feeder, dude. Like, man, mm-hmm. I'm going to be living life. We mm-hmm. have kids now that are like, I don't want to drive feeder. And I'm like. You have the ability to probably make about 150. Yeah. They're like, yeah, Seven dude, but I don't, I don't want to give my weekends up. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, you know, my thing is to the part-timers, we, we really need to. Um, and you know what? I'll be, you know, and I'll get to that point. But, you know, we really need to stick with each other as a family. Mm-hmm. But more so UPS. And this yeah. is UPS. They really need to open up their fucking eyes <clears> and, <throat> and, and realize that the quality of their no, – no fault of our drivers or our members – but their quality of how they run their businesses went down the drain. Um, and, and I see it from the position that I'm at now, mm-hmm. talking with labor managers and all that stuff. Um, their quality, they, they literally are adopting the Amazon. Dude, let some The kid, model. The, let some, if we can get a kid to come work for three, three months and get three hours out of him and then he quits and then bring a new guy in, well, guess what? He never got health care. He never got his paid vacations. Um no we got, GWI. We, we got no GWI. The truck was loaded, which ultimately affected the driver because he has a shithole load, and he's mad now. But they don't look at that, dude. They look at it as like, oh, like instead of looking like a good part-timer, committed, pays good wages, comes in every day, um, aspires to be a driver one day, or a combo driver, or who knows, wants to stay part-time because he has another job or because his wife, you know, may, or, or her husband is, is well off. Um, but they come in, they they do their job. Um, that preloader or twilighter comes in, he becomes a good driver, a good combo driver. Then he becomes a good feeder. It, it's it's something that UPS used to go through. And now it's like, nah, fucking do just hire anybody. And you see it. I mean, mm-hmm. we have people that clearly can't do preload, twilight, drive, but they'll hire them. They'll, they'll hire them, you know what I mean? So it, it's... it's uh, like I said, it's it, it's something, you know, when it comes to the drivers saying that they're complaining about our part, I don't think our drivers are complaining about our part-timers, and I don't think they're bitching about, are we really going to try getting them 20 bucks? Mm-hmm. I think they deserve a fair wage. I think our drivers uh, realize they deserve a fair wage. Um, it's just a matter of, hey, reality has to, is going to come in at some point. Um, at some point, it's going to be a decision that, you know, the, the membership is going to make to say, hey, this is the kind of contract that we're willing to ratify. You know what I mean? Yeah. So membership will make the decision. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, man, I mean, we could keep talking. I think we could, we could push the match yeah, in four could. hours. But, <laughs> but, yeah, we're at two hours now, man. Uh, Has it been two hours? Yeah, yet? it's been two hours. <laughs> yeah. I told you, man. Hey. We talk all. We could go. We could go no, all well, it's good. But you know, it's we, good we we, talk, yeah, man. it was really good conversation. Huh? Two hours and 42 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Two, hour, two hours and 42 minutes. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I got, I got two hours right here. What are you been You're recording for an hour? She, I'm just a she's on a she, she's on a Teamster clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it pays you it pays you yeah. extra, bro. Anyways, she's man, it pays you extra. Uh, before we get out, give your guys a shout out. You know, before you get out of here, you know, 
Well, I mean, my first shout out is going to be to the members, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for everything you guys do out there on a daily basis. Um, from our, our UPSers, you know, and not just at 952, but Teamsters across, but, you know, UPSers to our, you know, our, our liquor people, to our beverage, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, um, you know, to our GKN, you know, members that make the cockpits for all the fighter jets. Every one of our Teamsters does a vital job within this country. Um, you know, thank you. Thank you for everything you do. I've been there. I drove those trucks. I know what we go through. Thanks for everything you do. Um, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, OCTA, you know, OCTA, our bus drivers, our school bus drivers. I can name millions, uh, you know, I mean, from A to Z. We, we 1.4 represent- million. Yeah, 1.4 million. <laughs> I mean, 1.4 million. Um, thank you guys for everything you do out there. You know what I mean? Stay involved. Uh, thank you to our shop stewards that, you know, take a hell of a lot of time out of hell their yeah, day to, to represent the members. Stewards. You know what I mean? Um, you guys help us out. You guys are a huge, you know, part of the chain that, that keeps our, you know, our motor running. Um, you know, thank you to the leadership. I know, you know, it, it's always said, ah, you know, don't seem, you know, like you're patting yourself on the back. You know what, dude, we're, we're members just like you guys. Guess what? I put my pants on just the way you guys do. Um, I like to go have fun just like you guys do. I have children just like you guys do or no different than you. Um, don't put us on a pedestal. Uh, you know what I mean? Remember, we came out of your industry. Um, we want to be just like you guys. We want to crack jokes with you guys and not look to be looked at as, oh, I can't believe he said this kind of stuff. Um, I want to be but, able to have a beer. Yeah, I want to be able to have a beer, um, you know, uh, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because that's what it is. And preferably, I'd love to have a beer with my members or I'd love to, you know, go on a round of golf with my members. Because, again, dude, I grew up with a lot of you guys. I want to mm-hmm. be, I want to always be on the level of you guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, you know, but to the leadership, you know, thank you from you know, our, you know, my team, you know, my staff for what they do every freaking day, you know what I mean? Making sure our members are taken care of, um, you know, uh, thank you to, you know, Sean O'Brien, you know what I mean? And, and to Fred Zuckerman and, you know, and, and all the leadership down here in the West that protect us down here. But, um, again, just, you know, th- thanks to the Teamsters. Don't ever forget guys. The union is a great thing. And the day it disappears, we're going to be kicking ourselves in the ass for not supporting what took care of us. You know what I mean? So, um, Besides that, you know, thanks to everybody. You know, thank you, Steve, for for allowing us to get yeah, our. You know, I know it's been a long time coming. I, yeah. I wanted to make sure it was it was gonna be. I don't know me when when I have people on the show, like people ask me, and then some people don't. Like I, I at the beginning of the week, I'm like, okay, what's the move? What do I, you know? Who can I get? It wasn't. I didn't want you guys. I was like, I wanted to wait for the right time that we could come and we can break the internet. People are going to tune in and, and, and do what's right for, for, uh, for both, uh, the, the people and us. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was never, uh, you're never going to come on. You always, I always wanted to come on. I was just, I had to wait for the right moment. Okay. 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 Cause yeah. you know, I got to deal with bullshit too on my side, dude. And it, and it sucks. Well, you know? uh, dude, like but, said, uh, you know what I mean? I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah. We, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate you letting us come on here. And, and like I said, I don't think we, I mean, we kind of did get into, um, a little deep in the weeds on some things, you some know what things. I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think to the messages, you know, dude, yeah. Behind us, you can keep dwelling. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, mm-hmm. we can build a union. Yeah, can't we can build power. And let's just keep trucking forward, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, dude? Freaking, mm-hmm. let's start paddling the same way. You know what I mean? But, you mm-hmm. know, thank you, you know, like I said, for you allowing us. And, and I know you talked to, you know, some of the 396ers and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they'll be here. Oh, yeah. yeah they'll be with they'll, me they'll too. What's yeah. up, Terry? I know you're watching. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, Terry. Yeah, what's up, Terry? Yeah. And, you know, he watch. He's probably fixing his car. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure. He'll be listening. Yeah, like I said, you know, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? So, uh, 
again, thank you for everything. Yeah, thank you guys, man. It was a really good podcast. I think we had a lot of a uh, lot of good things that uh, we can move forward on and, and creating our our union and making it stronger. Yeah. Shout out to all the the local nine five two locals, man. I love you guys, man. Once again, I'm out of here. You guys have a good week. I'll see you next week. I'm Later. out. Peace.